episode number 56. I am your host, Jared, and I am joined today with Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. Still not beaten. I also have Mr. Michael Mahoney. Hey, hey. Mr. Douglas Wilson. Yep. And last but not least, uh, according to the survey that I have filled out here, Mr. Dick Wiggler. That's me. <laughs> Dick Wiggler. Huh. So we have a uh, we have a special treat today, and uh, we've talked about this forever, but we're finally going to actually get around to doing it. Today is our podcast that is purely devoted and based upon The Walking Dead, specifically The Walking Dead series of video games by Telltale Games. Um, to provide a brief introduction, The Walking Dead is a property that originated as a comic. It is now a TV show. I think this TV show has, I believe, the highest ratings, uh, at least for viewership, of any TV show, maybe even ever, on cable. Um, their mid-season finale last night, or on Sunday night, uh, drew in 14 million people, which is unheard of. Um, I think the previous record for them was nine. So they, they're doing quite well for themselves. Uh, although one could argue that it is maybe not quite well of a show. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not a fan. So let's let's maybe start there before we jump into the games here. Where is okay, it? We're going to start all the way back. Can we start with the comic? Well, yeah. So I was going to ask, where does everybody stand on The Walking Dead? And let's start with comic. Comic. Who approves? All in favor? All. All opposed. <laughs> I've never read it, so I have no. I, I'm very lukewarm on it either. Comic, it started very well, and then it just declined in quality after a while, and eventually I, it just dropped it. Jay, go ahead. I agree with that. It had a very, it had a very strong start, and now I just can't read it. And I'm guessing Michael's probably never bothered. Uh, I've never read it. No. I will say I have the first two compendiums, which goes through the prison arc and the hunter arc, and uh, I forget where it leaves off. But um, I, I think would... around then is about when it starts to like. I think the prison arc was probably the last good one. So I've complained about this before, and uh, maybe now that I'm on an actual call, I can illustrate this better. The comic doesn't have thought bubbles. But Robert Kirkman really likes to write like he he can't find ways to convey what characters are thinking. And so uh, because he doesn't put thought bubbles in it, what instead happens is everyone just says what is on their mind at any given time. And uh, I find it incredibly distracting and stilted and weird. And I think it has some of the worst dialogue in comics like period. That's even factoring in Archie comics. I think I like. I think Jughead <laughs> actually holds back and doesn't say what he's thinking as much <laughs> as Rick Grimes. Um, I, I haven't read in a while, but I think that might be a. It's expertly accurate. It's expertly um, illustrated by uh, everyone's favorite couple, Glenn and Maggie, because I believe <laughs> the first time that they meet each other. Glenn's like feeling down and she's like, what's wrong? And he's like, well, you know, now that there's zombies everywhere, I, we can't have sex anymore. And she's like, I'll have sex with you. And he's like, oh, okay. And then they have sex. <laughs> so it's a, uh, a romance like in Dragon Age. And then they're in love. It's a romance yeah, yeah. for the ages. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be, that would be primarily where my uh, comic hangups kind of come from. I think that. 
I, well, think I, th- the, I think the concepts are really good. Like, I like the idea of, like, the prison story arc and stuff like that. But what I don't like is pretty much all the actual writing. But I, I think, you know, and I haven't I haven't followed the comics. I don't even know where they're at now. But I think part of The Walking Dead's problem is there's no ending in mind. So yeah. So you kind of just have to keep going. <laughs> and I think, you know, Kirkman's run out of ideas kind of a long time ago as to what to do with that. Like every time you go, it's some new strange town and everyone in this town is assholes or maybe all the survivors are assholes. Right. So that's that's the one story that you can tell over and over again. Right. Is um, I've encountered a settlement. Maybe this is a place I could live. And then shortly after, oh, it's not a place I could live. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I think the other big problem with it is like, um, oh, my God, I basically Robert Kirkman made his point very early on in his comic which is oh man was the real monster all along which is you know? the which is the point that every one of these things makes by the way right exactly. well, so there's, there's that famous line where where he says like we are the walking dead at some point <laughs> in regards to humans instead of but I, I don't think that pans out because they actually have like the walking dead like going around and eating people <laughs> <laughs> Don't you so see? Like <laughs> we're the Walking Dead. No, no, they totally are. I don't, so, know. I don't know. Are they, are they eating that, people? Michael just made the comment like a hundred times better because if somebody had turned to like Rick Grimes and gone like, no, no, they're totally the Walking Dead. They're walking <laughs> dead, literally right there. <laughs> look, look, look at all these dead guys walking around yeah. us. You they are the walking, walking almost dead. Ooh, that's well, insightful. Anyway, it was it was pretty deep. But not maybe right. not deep enough. <laughs> so should we move on to the television show now? Because I don't know if there's anything to discuss. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, now that we shit all over the first property, let's shit all over the second one. Um, <laughs> the television show had an, uh, I would say, an incredible pilot episode uh, that was directed by Frank Darabont, who uh, made like the Shawshank Redemption and. What else has he directed? Other things. Um, And he did a great job, like a really, really good job. I would maybe say it is one of the best pilots that I've ever seen for a show. Um, But then he kind of went off the rails a little bit and started doing weird things. And there was stuff that didn't... Every time the show would deviate from the comics, it would usually be in a bad way. And um, it just kind of kept happening, kept happening. And then in the second season, AMC had this drama with them about how they didn't want to pay a certain portion of the budget. And so there's a lot of like middling episodes where they're trapped on a farm and nothing happens because their best-selling show doesn't have any money. And uh, then the third and fourth seasons were largely course correction. And mind you, every season, we get a new showrunner. So first season, Darabont. Second season... Uh, someone else I forget who. Third season, th- uh, no, Gim- Gimbal's the last one. It was uh, it was Mazara, Glenn Mazara, Maraza, that guy. Magadugi. Either way, um, I can actually. It's it's rare that I can articulate what I find wrong with uh, this kind of media sometimes, but The Walking Dead just makes it so easy. I think the comics' big problem is no thought bubbles, and I think the show's big problem is a lack of competence. Everyone on that show is stupid, and when presented, <laughs> and when presented with options, they will always pick the worst option. And there's only so long that you can. So rather than creating like smart situations and clever drama, they're just making the characters dumb and accidentally doing dumb things. Um, 
I always compare it to like Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad was an example where their main character was very, very smart, but he kept getting himself in like deeper and deeper shit, even though he wasn't necessarily doing anything stupid. Uh, the Walking Dead is the exact opposite, where they get into deeper shit, but they're it's happening because they're like opening doors that they shouldn't, or running off alone, or all manner of things. But anyway, that would be my so, assessment there. I don't know if, what you guys think about the show, but so I've seen three episodes of the show and then I dropped it. So that's, that's what I think of the show. What What about you, Jay? I saw the first season and then I was done. Are you still? Are you the only one who's still watching it, Doug? Are you even still watching it? Yeah, I've, I've, I'm caught up completely. <clears throat> As of Sunday. As of Sunday, yeah. Okay. Um, I think that this season's done a lot better, and yeah. and to prove my point, I think a, the big reason why is because they finally introduced some degree of competence. Um, they the, still make some dumb mistakes, though. They, they do, but it's oftentimes like secondary characters that do the dumb things. So. Yeah. Uh, but they're they're really like they've done a good job of hardening up at least Rick on the show, and he's not being he's not in, crazy. He's, he's not crazy town anymore. He's not so. crazy. He's not incompetent. He's not like having weird phone calls with his wife or anything like that. It's it's gotten a lot better. Um, he's just so, like, hey, we should probably kill these guys, and everyone's like, no, you shouldn't. And then like an episode later, he's like, I told you, we probably should have fucking killed those guys. Yeah. All right. So let's do this. Three best characters from the comic in the show. They could be the same character. Um, Rotten's easy. It's Carl for all of them. It's Coral. <laughs> uh, no, it's definitely, Coral. it's definitely not Carl. Uh, the, I mean, I, I can pick the obvious choices. Um, on the show, I mean, obviously Rick has turned into the smartest one of the bunch. Uh, I don't really understand what is so fascinating or special to people about Daryl. I'm not sure I get that. Um in just the, played by Norman Reedus. That's pretty much all. In the comics, the character's Andrea, but in the show, she's actually pretty much been replaced by Carol. Uh, but that character's cool. Um, Carol's badass now. Michonne doesn't really have anything interesting about her in the show. She's a little yeah, bit. Mich- she's a little Mich- more fleshed out in the comics. Michonne has always I def- been. I, I think Michonne is definitely my favorite in the comics. She's, yeah, mine too. It's always been kind of like a like um, guilty pleasure for me because it's so ridiculous and out of place, but I also like, you know, kind of her story and everything around it. In the yeah, show... I mean, she, it's just so so kind of... I, like, I, I think my favorite bits in Walking Dead are when they show this really kind of strange, out of place in their fantasy character almost. Like, they did this in uh, season one of the Tell- Telltale game as well, if you remember the um, mm-hmm. girl who could do parkour. I forget her name. Oh. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And she just see, she's just like some weird ninja girl that they just introduced, <laughs> and it's feel it felt a little out of place. And she climbs up a wall and disappears. She climbs up a wall and disappears. But I kind of like that. I thought that was kind of neat. I think Michonne's the same, going around using a freaking samurai sword and with two around, uh, chained walkers. <laughs> yeah, two chained walkers. See you on know. on the show, they've kind of she doesn't have a lot of dialogue, and they, I feel like they're kind of squandering a pretty talented actress. Yeah, they underused yeah, they got her a an lot. Yeah, they got an incredibly talented actress to play Michonne. Yeah, they they did, and and they're not really doing anything with it. Uh, so. That sucks. Um, I haven't seen it, but seeing considering what you told me about your point on competence, maybe the fact is that Michonne is supposed to be pretty competent, so you can't use her a lot, or it takes the focus out of you know Carl and 
Rick and all the other. Yeah, and it? she is. I, I think. I think that she's probably the character on the show that has the lowest count for like doing something stupid. So I I like Glenn a lot in the comic too. Uh, in the show, I find him yeah, incredibly I mean, uh, almost unbearable. Oh really? Um, there's they do a big arc last season where he gets separated from Maggie. And I guess the best callback I can make, and Jay might be the only one who knows this, is do you remember in Lost when Michael loses Walt? Yeah. Oh, and then, God. It's basically that. <laughs> God, that is terrible. It's basically that, and, oh it's, and it's miserable. And so to, to follow up my point, like he keeps doing stupid things because there'll be like a zombie by a tree or whatever, and he'll run over and like look behind the tree because m- maybe Maggie's back there. <laughs> And everybody's like, look, why don't you just wait a second and we'll kill the zombie? And he's like, I can't. Maggie could be over there. So, oh, my God. That's terrible. The, the big like the big climax for the arc before they find each other is he arrives in front of like this dark tunnel that they can't see anything into because it's too dark. But they can obviously hear that there are walkers in it. And they know that they could go around this tunnel and come out on the other side. But Glenn refuses to do that because Maggie might be in there. And so, <laughs> I'm not even shitting you. And so he just he just stomps on ahead into the tunnel and he very nearly dies, except someone decides to rescue him at the last minute. But it's, uh, it's is, just that. that is terrible. It's that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm, at, I'm, I'm glad looking I'm going to stick with the show. <laughs> I'm looking at Michonne's kind of big, iconic cover in the show. And uh you know, the one where she just shows up, she's got her little badass samurai sword and the walkers. And Oh, before that was actually before they'd even picked the actress, I think. So if, oh, if you're okay. looking at the picture I'm thinking of, her face is actually covered. Her face is covered and she's in all this kind of drab black and gray when yeah. the character herself is just like to go out and party. They hadn't actually cast her at that point. So that person that you're looking at is not necessarily... Uh, I got you. The actress who plays her. But I it's, mean, a, it's I, a cool I, I image. The actress who plays her. It's a cool image, but it looks a little squandered in the show, you know? It, I yeah, think they, it is. I would yeah. say that they just haven't done a lot with the character. There's still opportunity. I, I think that she's one who's probably not going anywhere. Um, I believe I think, she's still around in the comics, I would assume. Yeah. She's a pretty big yeah, fan she, favorite. So, yeah. Anyway, that's. Uh, I'd say that's... I, so, would, I would say that brings us at this point up to... Uh, the Telltale Games, right? Well, b- before we do that, let's let's have Survival a contest instinct. out of out of Carl and Duck. Who would you choose? Oh, Duck by a mile. Duck doesn't <laughs> Duck doesn't do anything bad. Duck is literally like a very good boy, and his, if it, his dad's if like, "Don't go over there," and Duck's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> if it's between Carl and Ben, who would you choose? Uh, I mean, Ben is still more obedient than Carl. That's Carl's big problem, right? Is he's disobedient. So people are like, Carl, don't run away. And he, what does he do? He runs away. Like he's, he's almost, you you know, that, that like that stereotypical kid that reverse psychology actually works on. Like that's, that's Carl. (laughs) Carl is the person that reverse psychology was invented for because whatever you tell him to do, he will do the opposite. (laughs) And the reason that he has been tolerable this last season of the show is because they finally realized how fucking annoying it is to watch this little bratty shit run off and do whatever he wants. And so they've just kind of sidelined him and he doesn't do anything. Well, that's good. It's perfect. All right. I don't know if he gets better in the comics, but he's obnoxious in the comics, too. From the ones He's I've pretty watched. obnoxious in the comics, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he... When I stopped reading it, he wasn't better there's an episode last season on the show where he um and it's also an arc in the comics where rick is in like really bad shape after the prison 
Yeah. And and Carl goes off on his own like little adventures and it's it's awful in the show. It might be like the most cringe inducing thing I've ever I've ever seen. There's this really classic scene that I think of where he gets attacked by zombies and he very 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 nearly dies. Like he comes so close to dying and he he manages to like kill the zombies just barely and he gets up and he and he's like I win. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus Christ. It's so that bad. Is... It's like dude don't fucking your head. You don't have it. And, and of course he gets into that situation by being dumb. So but anyway, that would be my analysis. Um now does it bring us to the games? Uh no, not quite, because I did have a question. Alright, lay it on me. Is um Oh my god, what, what's her name? Is Lori dead in the show yet? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Lori is done for. By the way, if we didn't mention already, this is spoiler cast, so <laughs> everything everything is is Sorry, uh, if you if you're still catching up on the comics and if you're still catching up on the television show, I am sorry. Are any of you guys Actually, don't bother. Do you guys care about comic spoilers too? Cuz I know you haven't read for a while cuz No, go ahead. Yeah, so, absolutely don't care right about anything. Let's spoil everything then. You guys know Glenn is dead now, right? Yeah, I know Glenn's dead. Okay. Yeah. So Thank God. Jeez. <laughs> Carl had gender reassignment surgery as well. <laughs> well okay. Maybe. So there's um, that. All right. So anyway, should we should we begin our our tale? Our, Let's begin the proper one. Yeah. Our telltale. Okay. Well, so let me let me start by saying to compliment Telltale, I think that they have made the uh, I think that they have taken a property that is intrinsically not very good and made it really really good yeah i i I think that the walking dead games are easily the best out of the three uh versions of the of the property that we have um like like by a very wide margin (laughs) yes Yes. you know i think i've said it before i'm really just i'm so over zombie apocalypses but the walking dead really did a good job of taking a, a setting that i really don't care about anymore and making it very exciting again yeah so what we did here is we um, we mapped out all the choices that you make in the game, and uh, we we basically all went through and tried our best. Uh, obviously, I think most of us have forgotten a lot of what we did in the first game, but tried our best to go back and fill out what choices we made, and then kind of do a cross comparison here. Um, Actually, I play both this year, so I remember. <laughs> oh well, there you go. So some of this will be easier than others. Do you guys want just should we just start running through the choices? Yeah, let's do it. So, in the first Walking Dead, you play as uh, Lee... Oh, what's his name? Lee. Lee. You play as Lee. Yeah, just Lee. The affable black man who is, of course, a convict. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Everett, by the way, white women. Just couldn't avoid it. So, anyway. anyway, you... And actually, you know what I really liked about that convict angle is he actually did it. Like, yeah. like yeah. normally, normally when you have a protagonist like that, there's no complexity to it. It's just like they were innocent and they didn't do it. Yeah, and, they were framed. But in Lee's case, he totally did do it and absolutely yeah. deserved to go to jail. Well, um, and it's not, know, it's not only that. I think it's like kind of a crime you don't see. Because it's not like he was like a thug or something, right? It was like a crime of passion. Sure, sure. Either way, it's uh, I, I think it's a, a testament that you're able to take a character and make them deeply flawed like that and still make them as likable as Lee is in the game. And um, and they made it without having him... You know, sometimes when you have like a redemption arc, you have the main character just basically moping around, going like, look what I did, I can't... 
No, mm-hmm. I'm flawed and broken. I'm insane. And you could tell he regretted it, but he wasn't, you know, it wasn't what defined his character. Right, right. Yeah. So um, the first big key choice. Well, well, so I guess we should also introduce Clementine, right? Yeah, let's talk about Clementine. Because I, I want to say, I think the, 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 big, the other big deal about Lee is that um, all the other characters tried to convince him that he was the worst possible father figure for Clementine. And they were right. <laughs> like, you don't want to admit they were right, but, you know, they're right. Yeah. So. I, I think he did a, I think he did a good job. Miley think, did a good you job. You did a good job. Yeah. I don't think he did a good job. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> guess who's dead, Chuck? Guess who's alive? Clementine. Yep. Boom. Yeah, Ooh, exactly. Man. Boom goes no. the dynamite. <laughs> All right. Going for the heart. So. Yeah, who else is dead? That other little girl. So anyway. <laughs> Good old Lee, good old boy Lee meets Clementine, and the two set off on an adventure. Now, your first key choice in the game is a relatively inconsequential one. Uh, You encounter Herschel from the comics. More specifically, you arrive at Herschel's farm, uh, which at this point in the series arc is in relatively good shape. Things things haven't really uh, hit the fan yet too badly there. Uh, Your first big choice is you have the option, of course, of telling Herschel whether or not you're a you're a convict and and this girl is, you know, just a strange girl that you met or actually tell him the truth about the situation. Um, this particular choice, we had kind of a, a three, two split. So it looks like uh, myself, Lucio and Jay all lied and Doug and Michael took the noble route and told him the truth. Um, he was clearly going to see through it. If you lied to him, I don't think he does actually. I think he just is kind of suspicious and is. And no, he tells on. you. I know you lied to me and oh, tries to be more honest. Yeah, so yeah, he absolutely. He, knew told, he totally lied calls to you on it. I don't remember. All right, fine. Um, next up is uh, an unfortunate situation breaks out at the farm, and you have to choose whether to rescue uh, Kenny's son Duck, who is there and being attacked by zombies, or uh, Herschel's son Sean. And uh, I think across the board, every single one of us went for Duck first. Well, why, why would, wouldn't you say the little kid first? Right, right. You know? Um, yeah, it, doesn't, well. it doesn't matter which one you choose. Either way, Sean winds up uh, kicking the bucket. But now, it, I, d- I didn't quite understand this. Did Duck run Sean over with the tractor? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh. Or maybe, did he? Because I seem to recall you find him and like he's being crushed under he's the like, tractor. He's like pinned by the tractor. I, yeah, and like the, the the zombies haven't attacked yet, so. Um, I don't really remember. It's been too long. Do Lucio, can, do you have? No, no. He, I think they grab him when he's trying to save Duck too. My memory of Duck was Duck was a good boy, so I don't think that he would have done something like no, that. No, he, he my, my memory ran him down with the tractor, but. No, I I, well, I don't know. I feel I feel like Doug's done some dumb things. Maybe I'm mistaken. Yeah. He's a kid. He's supposed to be dumb. So anyway, we all nothing too interesting there because we all went down the same path. Actually, for the first episode, almost across the board, we all made the same choices. So uh, later on, there's some suspicion from uh, Larry, who is Lily from the comics's father. Um, and Larry is suspicious that Duck has been bitten because Duck has some kind of blood splatter on him. And you're in like this high pressure situation where he wants to move fast on this. And Kenny, of course, isn't down for that. You have the choice of siding with Kenny or Larry. And across the board, everybody here went with Kenny. Um, probably because Larry is a gigantic douche. Yeah, he's a, he's yeah, a giant pretty much. dick. I remember that. 
We all hate Larry. Huge, huge yeah. douche. No redeeming factor. Uh, after uh, that, unfortunately, we didn't know what Kenny becomes later on in both Walking Dead. That's true. Uh, we'll get there. <laughs> uh, so after that, I get there now. After that, we're getting to the we're getting to the tougher choices. They're coming up. So after that, you encounter Irene in the motel who has been bitten, and she asks for a gun so that she can kill herself. And you have the option of giving her the gun or or denying it to her. Uh, across the board, everybody here gave her the gun. Um, so we're all very merciful Lees so far. Excellent. Uh, and then shortly after that, you're presented with the choice of rescuing Carly or Doug, not to be confused with our very own Doug. Um, we all pick the same thing, which is Carly. And I think this is like, this is like an 80, 20 split. Um, why did you guys pick Carly? Do you remember? Cause I remember Carly, I picked my enemy now. Carly was the journalist, right? Yeah, Carly's yeah. Carly's the good. Yeah, she's, she 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 seemed like a good piece of ass. She had a little. I was gonna say she had lady parts. She had a little battery mishap. Um, I, f- I felt like it would be weird to save my namesake, so I was like, eh, all right. <laughs> I can't rescue myself. That would have been sorry, <laughs> me. Of you. Funny enough, neither of you picked the none of you picked the reason I saved her, which was she had a gun and and knew like oh, I, a, I don't I actually don't remember that she had she a, didn't know how to work a radio she, battery. She I, had a gun I, and she, she knew how, how to work a gun. Yeah, she, was like, a, she was a crack. Like, Doug's, Doug's like this like, big fat guy who's just holding a door <laughs> shut, and Carly's like capping zombies left and right. I feel like, I feel like at the time, expert. hey, I feel like at the time that Carly um, probably made some kind of sense back then, and we didn't have a whole lot of uh, sensible people in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, that's true, too. Mm-hmm. And Lee has yeah, urges. <laughs> to be fair, though, Doug was also pretty, pretty reasonable. No, Doug was a Doug was. Also, a, you don't you don't get to spend as much time with Doug as you do with Carly. He helps you with like that remote control thing, and that's mm-hmm. it. And uh, I think I think they probably get pretty close to equal screen time. Um, uh, as we learned in the next episode, it's mostly irrelevant anyway. Um, yes. Or but I'm if sorry, he survives, he episodes. sets up an alarm, which didn't didn't work. Oh well. <laughs> so yeah, actually, you know what? <laughs> Fuck Doug. So, yeah, yeah fuck Doug. Give it, forget it, Doug. Carly, Dogs are the worst. Carly at least continued to shoot zombies. There you go. Uh, so that's actually the end. I did. I just sent everyone a video of the scene, and it does kind of look like Sean has been run over by a tractor. Not like crushed half to death, but like I don't know. Hey, I, I want to continue talking about Carly because so we don't we don't need to pause a moment to review, do we? Yeah. No, uh, no, I just, no, just want everyone to know that I'm correct. No, here's Sean. He did run him over with a truck. All right, yeah. there you go. Well, shame Dick on you, bag. Duck. Yeah, seriously. All right, <laughs> go ahead, So much for your good boy. What were you going to say about Carly, Jay? <laughs> no, let's get there. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the second episode opens with finding some high school kids in the woods. And Wait, did we finish episode one? That is, yeah, your last choice is Doug or Carly. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, there's already a punch in the face. So after oh, that, uh, oh yeah, jerk. After that, you have the option of chopping off David, the high school student who has been bitten. You have the option of chopping his leg off. Um, everybody here chopped off his leg, so good job. He still dies, but it was nice of yeah. you to try. But we beat it with a lot, as much agony as possible. Now at this point, you also link up with Andy and Danny. The uh, two cannibals, or you've come to find out that they're cannibals. They were um, clearly cannibals from the they moment. Were, you yeah, <laughs> like I don't think there was. I don't think anybody was surprised. By I it. think you knew they were cannibals from like the title of episode two. <laughs> so you I knew in the that door of the house, and you're like, you guys should probably get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. 
here's here's <laughs> what here's what did surprise me um because i i figured that there was something suspicious about them of course definitely leaning towards cannibalism but i was still actually relatively surprised when you find out that they have kidnapped your friend mark and are feeding you his leg um yeah that was great i found that to be a little surprising um, but anyway, we're we're getting ahead of ourselves here. So yeah. when you meet Danny, he takes you into the woods and you encounter a crazy lady named Jolene who is talking about how evil Danny is, but she's also very crazy in the process here. Um, she has a gun and you have the option of shooting her or instead you can wait and hear her out and try to talk her down until eventually Danny winds up shooting her. Um, only, let's see, who... I need to remember who these people are. Uh, only Michael shot Jolene. <laughs> <laughs> I Michael, thought she was making a move. Crazy people in the woods. And I'd love to hear why. <laughs> you know, I can't quite remember the circumstances, but I was fairly sure she was getting ready to shoot me. So, All right. so he was standing his ground. Also, she was wearing like a Walmart vest, so I figured she probably longed for death. All right. <laughs> it's got to go. <laughs> Oh lord! So, Jared, do, do these get interesting before season two? Uh, yeah, they do. At least I think they. I think they do. As a matter of fact, we're coming up on one of the interesting ones right now. I think the thing with the lady in the woods is that she wo- tries to warn you about the cannibals. Yeah, that's what he shoots her. So, uh, eventually, the cannibals wind up trapping you in a room, and Lily's f- asshole father, Larry, winds up having a little heart attack. Um, and falling to the ground, and by all accounts, it appears as though he has died. Um, she's, of course, continuing to try to revive him. Um, Kenny says he's going to turn into a zombie any second now. We need to kill him. Um, and so you have the option of either continuing to try to revive Larry or helping Kenny drop a fucking <laughs> salt lick on his head, crushing his head and killing him. Uh, let's see here. I tried to revive Larry... Um, Jay tried to revive Larry. The rest of you helped kill him? <laughs> That's right. He sucked, all right? He sucked and he needed to go. He was a bad Fuck guy. Larry. He was also like Jeez. six and a half feet tall and would have made so, a horrible zombie monster. Well, here's the thing. We know from the show and from the comic that it takes a pretty good amount of time for them to actually turn into, uh, into Jared, zombies. Jared, Jared, Jared. I no, just no, need an excuse. I, I, yeah, I, I just need an excuse. excuse. Certain because people Larry... turn pretty fast. Larry, yeah, Larry it's, was, uh, it's not consistent. I guess it's not about true. it's not about turning. It's about needing an excuse. That's all I needed, just an excuse. <laughs> he was right. a racist, and you know I feel very strongly yeah, about thing. those kind Larry of things. Larry was, was a racist asshole, so I don't. Well, you tried to save him, it. Jay. What? What the hell? <laughs> Either way, yeah. I'm a good person. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think Jay and I's I think Jay and I's Lees are both pretty much bleeding hearts. Uh, yeah, and I think that's the thing. The I think, I think in season one, I was definitely. A bleeding heart with Lee, and then in season two, I started out nice with Clementine, and then I just became a brutal bitch. Yeah. Mm. Let's uh... also episode two has one of my favorite lines from the game. When you find Mark, he's like, "Mark, what happened to your legs, man?" <laughs> <laughs> Mark, where where are your legs? Well, we in have to belly. we have to explain it to the people who don't know. You know, there has to be a way to convey if you still didn't get it, they're cannibals. <laughs> Um, so after you escape from your uh, makeshift prison, so Larry dies no matter what. 
Ta-da. After you, after you escape from your prison, you first encounter Danny, who you have the option of killing or sparing. You're able to subdue him, and you can either finish him off or show some mercy and let him go. Uh, everyone except for Jay killed him. Really, Jay? Okay, so this, this, this choice I'm actually not sure on. Who's the guy you kill with the pitchfork? That's, that's actually Danny. Um, okay, so I did kill him. Andy, Andy, you can either shoot in the head or uh, kick him into the electric fence. Okay, um, so I did, I did, I did kill him then because I killed him with a pitchfork. Okay, right so I'm betting, I'm betting that we all did the same thing because what happens is you kill Danny and the game goes out of its way to show Clementine being horrified, and I think <laughs> yeah, it even, exactly. I think it even gives you one of those Clementine will remember that. Yes, and so of course, right after that, you're presented with the option of killing Andy, um, and I think across the board, nobody here did it. Yeah, we, but to be honest, man, it wasn't because of mercy that I didn't kill him. Because we felt yeah, so ashamed. Like, it was because, yeah, it was because I knew he was going to get eaten. <laughs> no. Yeah, fucker can yeah. do that. No, I think, I think it's for, I, for me, it was the reason that that um, that Jared said, you know, I <laughs> might, felt really bad. I might have let Danny that. go. It's quite possible that I would have let Danny go. But the thing is, is he, he taunts you, too. He's like, you won't do it. And I hate it. When yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. I hate the it when is, they say that in a movie and they're right. The thing is, you're um, when all this is happening, you see all these walkers coming towards him. So it's like that's true. He, you know what's going to happen to him. He's going to die no matter what. Um, so so if anything, so for we're me, more it's cruel. Worth, yeah, I I, I didn't want to give him the satisfaction of me killing him, so he cannot be eaten by zombies. Fuck him. So although kicking uh, him into the defense was pretty satisfactory. Your last choice in the episode is you find an abandoned car and it has a pretty nice stash of supplies in it and you have the option of stealing the supplies or leaving the car alone and ironically jay who i think has been america's sweetheart so far is the only one who stole supplies from the car are you trying to say something about my race i you know i'm i, I didn't say anything about it i'm just uh if i'm a little shocked fits. if the shoe fits I- <laughs> Uh, everyone else decided to leave the car alone. And of course, that's a choice that winds up being uh, maybe not important by the end of the game, but definitely significant. something significant. Yeah, it's a, it's a major moment uh, by the time you hit the end. Well, I'd already, I'd already disappointed Clementine by pitchforking Danny's ass, so I felt I had to make it up to her. So uh, I, was, I was thinking in terms of the survival of my group. That's what I was doing. Sure, sure. Yeah, fair enough. The car looked abandoned. So next up is the, uh, and actually it's interesting because I feel like you're presented with a similar situation in season two, and uh, I went the opposite route, and we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, but so next up is the actually the third episode, which is your first choice is you encounter a girl in the street who's been bitten uh, and is screaming bloody murder and uh, you know causing a big attraction to some zombies, which is actually good for you because she's drawing zombies away from you. Um, you have the option of shooting her in the head to so that she doesn't turn and kind of giving her a little bit of mercy. Or you can not shoot her, which is what Kenny wants to do, because she'll continue to create a distraction for you. Um, we're just about, I mean, we can't be 50-50, but we're pretty close. I think we're 3-2 for who shot her and who did not. I don't know if anybody wants to elaborate on why they did what they did. Um, it was merciful. Was pretty much you're going gonna to have to keep reminding me because... You, you know, shot her, Jay. Okay. Which is what I did too. I, you know, it seemed like the right thing to do. 
I chose oh, not to shoot her because I had already shot one lady. I was still trying to do the right thing at this point, so I went ahead. Yeah, and I, was, I think I was still trying to do the right thing as well. Now this I was, one, I was pragmatic, so you know. This next one, I can't fucking believe. Um, so Jesus. Uh, shortly after driving, uh, at this point, Lily has kind of gone insane, um, mm. and she is accusing Carly of something. I can't remember what she's accusing her of. Of um, she thinks she gave up the uh, the food to the bandits. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. I was giving the food to the bandits. So anyway, you get out of the RV to talk about this on like the side of the road and Lily goes ahead and takes matters into her own hands and shoots Carly in the face um, at which point you are given the option of either abandoning Lily by the side of the road or letting her back on the RV Lucio explain yourself why would you let her back on the RV because <laughs> you feel right to just leave her in the side of the road she's man. a fucking crazy lunatic <laughs> yeah she is and she just killed like the only cool person yeah, she really Your did kill last cool chance person. for snatch for God knows how. And long. you even went out of you. This is a person that like you went out of your way to rescue, and has shown romantic interest in you. And yeah, Lily just goes ahead and caps <laughs> her in the face, and you're like, not ah. only that, but but Carly's kind of like the smartest survivor in your crew. And you, mm. and so you're basically just like, ah, no big deal. Get on in. <laughs> you know what happens if you save her? Uh, I, I well, do. actually, you know that's that's. I find this to be one of the least satisfying choices in the game. But did did you guys mention that she's like a? A figure in the comics or the show? Yeah, yeah. She actually is pretty uh, important in the comics. And so that's why you can't kill her or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And you know I feel like that would have been the more powerful choice. If you let her live, she steals your RV. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. But this is after you found a train, so it doesn't really yeah. matter too much. It's, um, it's one of those moments where maybe it doesn't feel like your choices matter that much. Yeah, and I mean... If you go back and play it twice. Of course, as we review this and peel back the different choices that we each made, you do get that sensation. Although it is interesting with the last episode, or with the last episode of the last season, there's, you know, a pretty radical amount of different endings that you can get. Mm. And uh, it is obvious that the choices that you made there had a pretty big impact on what the characters' futures will be. Um, yeah, but I feel like that's only in the very last episode. Like, I don't feel like the episodes leading into it matter. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. Um, well, we'll hash that out later. So, what yeah, horrible we'll things did we do next? Uh, so then we get on a train and we start zoom zooming across the nation. Wait, wait, Lucio, did Lucio explain himself? What was his reason? He it's just didn't think it was right. He just didn't think it was he, right. He didn't think it was right. He didn't, he didn't think, think it was right, right to he spare a murderer right. and leave her at the side of the road. <laughs> But did he yeah. crush Larry's head with a rock? <laughs> he, went ahead yes. and, he went ahead and smashed Larry's head <laughs> right in. Not bad. But sweet, sweet Larry's daughter gets a pass. <laughs> yes. I, I can't even believe it. All right. So after, <laughs> Why this, you believe it? after this, you get on a choo-choo, and you're riding on the choo-choo, and Kenny is driving it. And I don't remember what the scenario is, but you need him to stop the train. Um, his son is uh, about to turn. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And he's in oh, yeah. By the way, Doug point. gets bitten by a by a zombie. His son so, gets bitten, and, kind of and you need to go ahead and address this. Um, <laughs> so you try to get him to stop the train, and he doesn't want to because Kenny's in choo-choo mode. And um, you you are able to talk to him to down. Boat. You are able to talk him down, but I actually found it too difficult and wasn't able to pick the right choices and wound up getting into a fight with him. Yeah, I just thought you had to kick his ass. Uh, this isn't even really yep. a choice. Like, you just <laughs> eventually get into a fight with him if you're not persuasive enough. But uh, I feel like I, I persuaded him, didn't I? You you wrote that and Doug did too. 
So well done, yeah, both of you. So I guess, I guess we're people persons. So you, 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 two, you two, I think, are the only people who actually avoided fighting Kenny in in the games, uh, except, well, we'll talk about that later. I, I don't but. know. I feel like, I feel like, you know, it's really, in video games, I feel like it's really easy to figure out what's not going to send someone off. So, of course, at this point, old, old Ducky has been bit, and somebody's got to deal with that. Um, you have the option of shooting Duck yourself, uh, or I can't believe anybody would do this, but you can make Kenny, <laughs> you can make Kenny shoot his own son. I'm at least happy to say that everybody here went ahead and took care of it themselves. Nobody, nobody shot, uh, nobody made Kenny shoot his own kid. <laughs> the that last... was. We're, we're laughing about it now, but that was probably one of the most miserable like what if choices in the whole game. Um, I almost think that the there's another one coming up that uh, was was almost rougher. Um, but All right, tell me when we get there. Well, we're almost there. It's two away. So after oh. this, the last choice of the episode is you are presented with Omid and Krista, who you need to help get onto the train. Um, Omid has a limp, so I wound up helping him up and rescuing him before Krista. Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter who you pick; they yell at you no matter what. Um, Lucio went with Krista, and I think Doug went with Krista. I don't know Did if you, you guys. Know she was pregnant at this time, or uh... no? You don't know she's pregnant because oh, okay. that's what that's the point Omir makes. Well, Omir's like she's pregnant, man. Yeah, feel really bad for saving him. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I I chose Krista because she looked like she would be more useful if I had to pick one of them because she wasn't yeah. limping. Omir was, was a gimp. That's yeah. exactly that's okay. true. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I, I was fair. trying God. to rescue Krista, but I was playing on an iPhone, so I accidentally hit Omid. That's how we make Jared, important decisions. Me and Jared honestly wanted to rescue Omid then. Yeah, again, we were the bleeding hearts. So, uh, next up is actually in the beginning of the following episode, you break Before into a go, house. Oh, go ahead. Going into that. I think the ending of episode three was probably my favorite part of the whole season one. When they are in the train and, you know, Clementine is talking into a walkie-talkie and then suddenly somebody talks oh, back. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. That was a great fucking moment. Yeah, that was pretty exciting to see what would happen next there. Yeah. We are skipping over a lot of the good moments in the game just because they didn't have choices. But Well, if, it, yeah. if there is something like that, feel free to bring it up. Yeah. Um, I thought one of the really powerful choices, not it's not really a choice, but uh, just a powerful moment comes at the start of the next episode where after you're dealing with the fallout from Kenny's family, you break into this house and you go up into the attic and what should you find but a little zombified boy? Yeah. Um, and, you once ag- and you once again are presented with the situation where do you kill the kid, do you leave him be, or, or for some reason... <laughs> You can be a monster. Hey, Kenny, I killed your son for you. Why don't you take care of this one? <laughs> I got the last one. I think it's only fair. So everybody here killed the boy themselves. Good job. But I need to keep killing duo, man. This is one of those ones where there is an objectively right answer, and everybody did it. <laughs> um, well, I understand if neither of you do it, uh, Krista will do um, better to do okay. it for you. So at this point... So I guess you can actually bully... Kenny into murdering the child. At this point, you have um, your your new quest is to find a boat. That's what Kenny wants to do. So he wants to find a boat, uh, and so that's what you're in this area to do now. 
in this process, you wind up encountering this group of uh, hospital patients that are living in a sewer. Or are they not hospital patients? It's like a cancer survival group. Yeah, cancer Yeah, what happens is the, the... Wait, did we, did we skip over the dead town, or is that coming up? The dead that's town. A, that's coming up next. Oh, oh, okay. oh, yeah. That, it's, it's funny how much of that I forgot. That's, uh, it's, you so you, you meet that. the mystical parkour lady, and then you fall into a sewer, and you meet some cancer patients. Yeah. Yeah. So do. with Vernon, the head of the cancer organization, you have the option of threatening him to get him to like be nice to you, or you have the option of reasoning with him. Um, I think across the board, everybody here reasoned with him. So not too much to say there. Um, he goes around threatening cancer patients. <laughs> right. Uh, I came close because he was being a dick, if, I, if memory serves me correctly. To be fair, he had a reasons. Um, after this, he shows you or tells you about this town uh, called Crawford, which is the town that Jay is thinking of. Um, and you decide to go on a little quest to Crawford to... Uh, I'm not really sure what the goal was. Uh, uh, I think, it, I think get, the town was just supposed to be safe. No, so, it was to get supplies. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, it was to get supplies. Everyone, so, everyone you, knew you that the a, town you was get a bad. Bargain. That's right, because Omid is like dying from his uh, gangrenous wound. That's so you right. Need, like, medicine. That's right. Omid is so dying, just... and then you, you need the pieces for Kenny's boat, and you also wanted to help the people in the sewer get their medicine. So mm-hmm. at this point, um, at this point, you're given the option, when you're going on this dangerous mission, you're given the option to bring Clementine along. She wants to come with you. Or you can tell her to stay behind. And everybody brought her except for Michael. Um, very responsible of you. Um, yeah, it was not an easy decision either way. So I suppose that makes you I, the good parent. No, I think I think, I think think if you were Lee at that point, you wanted to have an eye on her at all times. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I know that the, the guy was talking to her. Oh, I think you do. Yeah. I think you do. And, and that's I think, why I was like, uh, yeah, you ain't getting on my side. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um. And then, so you go to this town, you... Like, uh, you wouldn't let creepy strangers talk to your little girl outside the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Why would you do it during? So the whole, the whole city of Crawford has had a, uh, um, what's the word? Uh, a death renaissance. <laughs> In that um, the leader has kind of gone crazy. He, I think he, did he hang himself? From the, he's hanging in the bell tower in town, and his his corpse oh, is his corpse has actually come back to life and swings back and forth and rings the bell to draw zombies near, um, which is kind of cool in a creepy way. Um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, that guy hanging in the bell is actually like the head of Crawford. I can't think of his name now. Um, anyway, you wind up getting into that tower, and uh, Ben can die one of two ways here. Ben gets grabbed by the guy hanging from the bell. Um, you can let the guy hanging from the bell just go ahead and eat Ben. Yeah, I did. I know that. Okay, so important stipulation ben. here. We discover while riding on the train that Ben was the guy who gave you up to the bandits. So, yes. you know, he kind of inadvertently killed Duck. Carly. And, and Ben's done a ton of yeah. stupid shit. Oh, that's right. What do you mean? That's not the only thing. Well... Ben, yeah, Ben, ben is has kind been, of a dick. Ben has been, uh, he's not a dick, he's a sweetheart, but he is a no, colossal, he is a colossal fuck-up in every way. <laughs> if you were trying to be yeah. quiet and there's a broom that could be knocked over, <laughs> ben, ben is the one who's going to do it. Yeah, so, I mean, Ben and Sarah are the same in that regards, in which I saw the weakest link in my survival party and I killed him the 
first chance I got. Well, so here's the thing. Um, he, he gets grabbed by the zombie, and I, I actually don't even really think it's a choice so much as failing a QTE, and if you fail it, he just dies. No, you don't, don't fail it, because I guess that, you know, I could not help him, and that would kill him. Oh, because you actually didn't, you didn't pick the option to let the zombie guy take care of him. Um, so I, but if you let the zombie guy take care of him, then there's actually a second way he can die that you didn't know about, which is if you free him from the zombie dude, he falls off a ledge, and you grab him by the arm, and uh, you can either pull him up or let him go. And the key here is he tells you, he's like, just let me go. <laughs> He's straight yeah. up. He's straight up. He knows what a fuck up he is. But even but even before that, I had the shotgun aimed at that zombie guy, and I just didn't pull the trigger because yeah. I'm like, I'm not saving this guy. Yeah, so that's valid. Uh, that is one way to do it. Uh, but you can also let him go from the bell tower, which is a little easier because he at least asked you to do it. Um, it, it was easy for me because he was a fuck up. Yeah, he kept he kept trying to kill my team. So Michael and Doug are the only ones who actually pulled him back up. There was a point where I think it's Krista reminds me that he's like only 16 years old. So, you know. Oh, fuck that. Sometimes <laughs> what? Like like six? And she's not nearly as big a fuck up. Duck was soon a fuck up. And we're, we're almost done with, uh, with the first season. Um, after Ben dies, you go back, you find that your boat has been stolen by the cancer people. Um, and it's at this point. Yeah, that, if you if you live, if if you let Ben live, he really screws you up even more. Yeah. So it's at this point that Lee winds up getting, unfortunately, a bite on his arm. Um, after being bitten, you are given the option to reveal this to everybody or to keep it to yourself, keep it a little secret. Um, everybody here revealed the bite, so not much to say there. Uh, Incidentally, uh, you didn't know there was a zombie waiting behind that trash can to bite uh, your ass. <laughs> Why did everyone reveal the bite? Why wouldn't you keep that secret? Ah, uh, I mean, they were just, my friends. I needed their help. Yeah, it's yeah, seemed, man. You, you you've seen enough zombie stuff to know it's not a good idea. It seemed it. like there could be a greater consequence later, especially knowing old Salt Lake Killer Ken. Uh, <laughs> it seemed like maybe it would be best just be up front and be like, "Hey, look, don't kill me. It's gonna, it's gonna be." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't even that comfortable having a black guy in the group. <laughs> Basically, the, the the speech is, you know, I know I'm beaten and I'm gonna die, but at least help me find Clementine before I go. Mm. You know. So you do have an option to try and salvage what little life you have left by actually chopping your arm off, which has been a viable choice for other characters in the series. So one would naturally presume that maybe this will be enough for for Lee. Um, of course, we know that it winds up not being enough, but all of us did try, um, and so all of us went through the last chapter of the game one-armed. I believe that is the first one choice. One-armed and badass. I believe that's the first choice you make in the final episode. Um, after that, a really innocuous choice. This just, did you lose your temper with Kenny? Um, you get into an argument with Kenny, as is what you do, and uh, it looks like we were pretty even split there. Uh, Jay and Michael lost their temper at Kenny. Everybody else kept their cool. Yeah, at some point, you just have to lose your temper with Kenny. Um, finally, after going through this whole process, you catch up with Clementine's kidnapper, who's been talking to her on the walkie-talkies. And the first choice you have with him is you have the option of whether or not you'll give up your weapons. Um, everybody did, except for Renegade Lucio. Of course, man. Who elected, who elected to keep his weapons because fuck that little girl he's got hostage. No, man. 
Fuck that. I'm going to want to give up my weapons. She can give us weapons. Now, after that, uh, you talk to this guy. It winds up being the owner of the car that you stole from. And he turns out... I didn't steal from it. It turns out he's been... Don't you look at me with you. It turns out he's been watching you for a vast majority of the game. And he goes back and uh, kind of reviews a lot of the choices that you've made throughout the game. And basically comes to the conclusion that you're not a good guardian for Clementine and that he should take her instead because he used to have two daughters of his own. Um, and I think the key word here is used to. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he did keep his wife's head in a bowling bag. That's you know, pretty endearing. <laughs> so this, of course, do. This of so course escalates, <laughs> it escalates to a fight. Um, and the fight can go one of two ways. Either you can kill the guy or I tried to show a little mercy, and I didn't realize that this is how it would end up. But if you try to show some mercy, he'll actually get the uh, advantage over you, and then it winds up being Clementine who has to kill him. Um, so you don't explicitly know that you're going to have Clementine kill him. It's just something that happens by choosing not to kill him. Um, I think we're a pretty even split here, too. Uh, Jay, Michael, and I all had to have Clementine kill him. Uh, Lucio and Doug didn't waste any time and went ahead and just choked the bitch out. I mean, I, I did, why, why, I why would I keep the quick my time events? I didn't have the option to kill. Him. Why would I keep my weapon if I wasn't going to offer myself? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I made my intentions clear from the beginning. Um, and then, if so, of course, your last choice in the game is is a is a nice little heartbreaking one. Uh, Lee is past the point of any return. You go into the shop, and to stop you from doing anything to Clementine, you handcuff yourself to a radiator. Um, a method also used by Michael Jackson, I believe. Uh, I think th- I think the best thing about that moment is there's a ton of Clementine will remember that. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, and so this is actually, I don't have a lot of choices in The Walking Dead that I made that I regret, um, but this is where I made one of the big choices that I wish I had gone the other way. Um, you have the option of either telling Clementine to leave you be, and just basically you'll turn into a, a zombie and just hang out there chained to a radiator forever, <laughs> or you can tell her to, uh, you can have her shoot you. You can have her shoot you in the head so that you don't turn. So the way that the choice is phrased is, did you stop Lee from turning? And we're, we're split here too. Um, Michael, Doug, and Lucio all had Clementine shoot them, uh, Jay and I did not. We went ahead and told her to go ahead and and leave. Um, you regret that decision? I do. After after thinking about it and doing it, I don't think that it was necessarily the right choice. Um, I I don't know that I regret it. It's not like Lee was the best person on the planet. You know, it's not so much that though. It's more so just for her. I think that yeah. it would. I think it is beneficial to her to get used to the idea of shooting people you like in the face. Oh, please. Just totally agree. <laughs> well, plus, you know, for all his faults, Lee was a nice guy. The idea of him strapped to a radiator as a zombie for the next hundred Lee, years Lee's, in but Lee's not Savannah. A good, he might have been a, good, a nice guy, but he wasn't a good person. You know, there are people that like Charles Manson, but he's not a good person. Well, I don't know that there were no good Charles people, Manson. <laughs> But uh, I mean, but, in the end, he was just a guy who Lee did, shot get, did the best he could by a girl he didn't know when he could have just turned his back. There's something he he, he did the he did the best he could, but the best he could isn't necessarily the best anyone could. A lot well, of people you know he deserves to get shot in the face. Okay, like he deserves that much. Ah, uh, man. 
he kept Clem alive. He did, and actually, the game even tells you like I, you, you like barely. The game yeah, makes this you know big what? deal about uh, how well you prepared her for the future, and that's what I guess made me feel some regret. Is I feel like it would have been better preparing her for the shit that's going to happen later on. Like I felt this way even before season two rolled around. Like even uh, just after the credits, I was like, God, I wish I could go back and do that again. No, the you way what, I see so, it, you know what, Jay? Though no, she's the only kid still alive after two fucking the, games. The, the way the way I see it is that in the long run, Lee was a coward and he couldn't face taking his fate into his own hands. Uh, so, I, I said it. My Lee, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be your Lee, but that was my Lee. I mean, I guess that's kind of true. Like, there's no reason why you couldn't have shot yourself. I don't well, know. Oh, to the radiator, so I'm not sure oh, you have, like, the range to do it. Because my guy didn't have an arm. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, my guy didn't have an arm, either. I guess one-handed, or two-handed Lee could, do, could have done it. Either way... Is it, is it even an option if you're two-handed? It should be an option. It's interesting to hear Jay's perspective on this, because I I saw this arc as, like, you know, this this um, deeply flawed person meets this young girl and grows to really care for her and does his very best to take care of her. And, like, the two really become, you know, almost like a like a foster parent kind of relationship. And then he winds up dying. But you seem to see this more as a cowardly criminal... M- meets a young girl and um, does a shitty job of looking after her and then dies. <laughs> yeah, that's how I see it. <laughs> it's a little, I, I can, I mean, I can I see Jay's I, point because there are a couple I, times I throughout the game where someone will say, like, you know, you could do a lot better for Clementine if you leave her with us or, you know, if you send her here. And Lee's response is, no, she stays with me. Like, he's... So I see where I mean, he's I, coming from. There's a yeah, little there's bit of... A, a, he's, uh, like, he's, like, clinging to her. There's a you little know, bit of kind like, of a, a, a Last of Us vibe to it, though. Like 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 mm. Penny and Amid and Krista make very good points that they would be much better parents for Clementine. Well, we find out that's not true about Kenny. It's not really true of Krista and Omid either. But at the time, it sounded like a better point. And I think I think it's actually the pro- truth is probably in, in the middle somewhere mm-hmm. because he is, you know, all of those things. And you're right; he did kind of use her like a crutch after. The end to, you know, I guess get a reason to keep going. I guess the reason why I don't necessarily see it the way Jay sees it is partially because of how I was involved in it, where I I never actually, Lee Lee always just says, oh, Clementine's coming with me. That's never a choice that you get to make. But I wanted her to stay with me, too. Like, I, I felt that way. And so I didn't blame him for feeling that way, too. Like, there was never a point in that game where someone's like, you should give me Clementine, where I was like, God, yes, I want to do that. And um, to be fair, I didn't really trust anybody else. And in a way, in I guess way. I guess that's kind of selfish on my part, too, because I just really liked the character. Like, it was a child in a video game who didn't annoy the shit out of me, which mm. is uh, an accomplishment in its own right. And so when people are like, hey, give me that kid, I was like, no, you can't have this. This is a cool kid. This is my kid. <laughs> don't, go, don't go near. No, there's also the other part where, like, I didn't really trust anybody, pretty much. I didn't even trust Kenny or, or Christian or me. Uh, you know, no, everybody else seems shady as fuck. So, so. I, I, I think, I think I didn't necessarily trust Kenny, but I think Kristen Amin at, at the time made a good point. Season two changes things a little bit, but no, no, and I, I'm not saying they didn't make good points. They might make good points, but I still might not trust them. They're yeah, sort of the different things. I Although there were definitely times where Lee would like have Clementine do something, where I was like, no, don't do that. Like, don't throw her into the stock cage. I know there's <laughs> going to be a zombie in there. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah. And I didn't have a choice about that one. Yeah, that's true. She's a good sport, though. Um, <laughs> she took it on the chin. So, <laughs> All right, so are we, are we moving on to season two, then? Before yes. that, any, we have... Any final thoughts on season one? We have a short bonus round, actually, in between Oh, the two. yeah, 400 days. Lucio's the only one who doesn't get to participate because he did yeah. not play 400 days, but everybody else did. And I actually find the first choice in 400 days to be one of the most interesting, maybe even, <laughs> maybe even in the entire uh, series. Um, right, now why? You're on a bus... <laughs> and you basically you're going to prison you've been a bad bad boy and you, you're two uh people who are chained to you by the ankle uh one of them is named justin i don't even remember the other guy's name justin is a uh millionaire asshole who's going to jail for participating in a pyramid scheme and scamming a bunch of people out of a bunch of money and he's very unremorseful about it he's very vocal about how like fuck those people they didn't deserve that money to begin with blah 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 uh, and then the other guy that you're chained to is this pedophile with a heart of gold. Um, he's a, or he's not a pedophile. He's a rapist. And, oh, he's a rapist. And he fully admits that he did do some raping, um, <laughs> but he's really nice about it. He's like, yeah, you know, it happened. Whoopsie daisy. And somehow. So you're presented with this choice where you you have to get off the bus, and in order to do that, you're going to need to break free of these chains. You only need to break one side, so you get to choose whether or not you're going to break, basically shoot the foot off of the millionaire asshole or the rapist with a heart of gold. And across the board, everybody here went ahead and shot the millionaire asshole. in the foot and took the rapist with them and the real killer is if as you go through 400 days you actually find out that by doing this you let someone else get raped by oh wow by bringing him along my bad i don't know what happens if you bring the millionaire maybe you find out in retrospect he like scammed someone yeah, maybe you thought oh, you made someone else homeless. Look, the way yeah. I saw it, right, is okay. Uh, at the time, I was very, very upset about the uh, housing market crash, so that's why. Okay, I can, re- re- I can re- actually, I can put mine in a little Ponzi simpler. Scheme is only unfair during those times. He, here's the or thing: rape is always subjective. His persona largely made him come across as uncooperative. And if there's somebody who you don't want paired up with you in the zombie apocalypse, it's somebody who will not cooperate with you. And so, I mean, to be fair, the rape. As long as you're not the one who wants to cooperate with you either, yeah. I mean, he was he was he was much more amenable though at the time. Like it seemed like when I was dealing with looking at dealing with the two, one of them I was like, God, this is going to be a pain in the ass. Like from here on out, and the other guy's a different kind of pain in the ass, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, I mean, the way I saw it is like, look. The millionaire, he wasted, he like destroyed millions of lives, and the rapist only destroyed one life. Yeah, so why didn't you? Well, actually, I guess that's They were fair. probably asking for it. Millionaire. And plus, it turns out you only make one choice per character, so it never came up again. Except that's, for yeah, us. That's true. Got um, I was trying to plan for the future. I think in retrospect, I made the wrong choice. Like, just, <laughs> yeah, just given, given the aftermath. <laughs> but at the time, it felt right. And interestingly like, enough, that's the way it skews. Most people shoot the millionaire. You don't. You don't want to like like you know you don't you don't feel good that you let the guy go out and rape again. Right. Not... Right. Of course not. <laughs> um, now the next. And, but you know you look at it like this. It's like it, with Lee, right? 
with uh-huh. me, it was the zombie apocalypse. It doesn't matter that he was a convict and that he killed some people. And, you know, you look at it the same way. It's like, who's he, who's he going to rape in the zombie apocalypse, right? A zombie? Uh, okay, apparently, a- apparently, he found <laughs> someone. <laughs> so. so, the next choice, down. the next choice, I think, is my least favorite choice, maybe, in the whole series, just because it's so dumb. Um, you play as Wyatt, and I don't even remember the entire scenario. You're driving in a car, and you... you Yeah, you're like two stoners, I think. I think you've stolen oh, yeah. something from someone. You're being pursued, if memory serves me correctly. You just had like a shootout with somebody. Yeah. Like, they were wandering out in the woods, and you shot them, and so they you, didn't so like you that. Pull out, you pull out in this misty like forest, and the guy that you're riding with gets out of the car and doesn't come back, and you have the choice of staying in the car to wait for him or getting out to look for him. And, uh, I mean, this just is so boring. Like three of us stayed in the car and Doug got out and I'm, (laughs) I'm sure the end result, no matter what you do is you get back in the car and drive away. So I don't know. Boring. Um, Wyatt does make an appearance in season two though. Next week. Yeah. yeah, My Wyatt did too. I I, I think anyone who goes off to join the camp makes an appearance in season two. Uh, yeah, Uh, that is how it works. Um, if you, so I guess the one person would be Doug didn't see Wyatt again. Um, nope. None of us saw Vince again because we shot the millionaire. Uh, Nate, Nate, and Russell is the next one. So Russell uh, is a, a young teen who's hanging out with a guy who is showing a lot of signs of turning into kind of a ruthless scavenger. Um, and he wants yeah. to he wants to steal from like some old people or something like that. Um, and you have the option basically of stopping him and leaving, or you can just go along with it and stay with him. Um, and I actually think staying with him is what will make him go to the camp. Um, cause if memory serves me correctly, he did not go to the camp at the end. But see, I mean, you kind of feel better for the people that go to the camp because everyone at the camp dies. Yeah. It turns out the camp is not a good place to be. <laughs> um, the last choice is actually one of my favorites in the series, uh, just cause I think it's done so well. Um, it is Bonnie. Bonnie is a kind of ex-junkie girl who's been hanging out with uh, this, you know, older gentleman and his wife. Um, and she's grown kind of close to this older gentleman and his wife does not like this. And um, anyway, long story short, you wind up uh, you wind up being chased by some attackers through a cornfield in the dark. And you find yourself hiding behind some cover and you pull a piece of rebar out of the ground to defend yourself. Just as this person comes around the corner, you go ahead and crack him in the head, and it turns out it's this guy's wife. Um, and Did you really have any doubt who that was, though? I I was not surprised by who it was. I was surprised mm-hmm. by the scope of damage that they showed to her face, um, with like her Damn. her eyeball is like hanging out, and um, and she's still very much alive. And she proceeds to let you know that she really, really doesn't like you. She doesn't say it quite like that. <laughs> Um, but at this I point, blame her at that point, at this point, her husband Leland rolls along and you have the choice of either telling him the truth about what just happened or lying to him. And I try not to lie in these games because I feel like it always comes back to me. But this was a scenario where I definitely decided to lie. <laughs> you need, yeah, you need. And um, both Michael and Douglas say they, they told him the truth, which is curious. Um, how'd that it go? It was an accident. Is he happy? So I, I yeah, he seemed a little hurt. Get over it. <laughs> so, so Bonnie. Has oh to well. Show up and Bonnie has to show up. Bonnie, Bonnie, right? Bonnie is a secret. She goes to the camp no matter what. Yeah. 
the last one is Stephanie. Stephanie is in a kind of camp that's also, uh, or no, it's Shell. I'm sorry. Stephanie's the girl that you can kill. Uh, Shell is staying in a camp that has kind of grown more and more ruthless over time. And they catch a girl named Stephanie stealing from them and trying to escape. And they, of course, want to kill her. Um, you have the option of taking your kid sister and leaving the camp or being complicit and staying. And, and your you kid are actually sister the one. It's a little ruthless little girl. Yeah, your kid sister does not want to mess around. She's totally down to kill Stephanie. And so, <laughs> and so you kind of want to get out of there so that she doesn't have to, you know, so that doesn't go down. But anyway. Uh, I think uh, I'm surprised Michael and Doug both stayed and killed her. <laughs> Jay and I, uh, Jay and I left, so we still had some principles at this point. But uh, I, I, looking at it now, I probably stayed and killed her. Gotta, gotta kill him. Should we start yeah. season two? Let's start yeah. season two. So season two sees you taking control of Clementine, um, and your very first choice is you wind up in a pretty bad situation with Omid and Krista, where Omid gets shot. Um, I, I, lo- I love how they gave you like five seconds of happiness at the beginning. Yeah. Before, before they fucked everything up. So scavengers wind up. Oh my descending. God, you want to talk about five seconds of happiness. Let's talk about the ending of season two, but we'll get there. We'll get there. No, man, come on. So scavengers, scavengers uh, ambush you and Krista while you're camping in the woods. Um, you kind of wind up getting split up and the scavengers are zeroing in on Krista and you're basically given the option of trying to distract them or just letting them get her. Um, I, I think this was a pretty pretty much a no-brainer because you know that Clementine's not going to die in the first choice of the game. So <laughs> everybody here went ahead and distracted uh, the scavengers. Um, after this, you wind up encountering a dog who uh, bites you. Oh my God, that goddamn dog. He, fucking dog. No, because so, let's talk, you skip right to the good part. Let's talk about the dog first. His name is Mr. Muffins. And, his name is Mr. Muffins. <laughs> but he seems like a great little doggy. Mr. Muffins rolls up and he's so nice, but what you do yeah, is man, you're you like, find oh, a, I have a dog friend. You find a can of beans, and as you begin to open the can to share with Mr. Muffins, he kind of jumps the gun a little bit and bites you uh, on the arm. And you, you, you shared your can of beans. With my, see, that's interesting because I didn't share my can of beans. I, I was wait. I was going I told him to wait his turn. I was going to share with him, and then no, he I, just. I told the dog to wait his turn. In fact, I think I literally held out a delicious can of beans, <laughs> and he just bit my arm anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I told him some beans, like, and then he'll like up. bite you when he wants the rest. Oh yeah, I think you give it to him, and he like grabs the can, and then when you try to get it back, he bites Greedy you. Greedy little fucker. Either way. Um, he's a bad, bad doggy, and you you kind of get in a little scuffle with him, and I think you like push him over a log or something, and he winds up landing on a piece of rebar or something, or or, or a tree branch or something sticking out of the oh, ground. I think it's tent spikes. Oh yeah, yeah, I think it was. I think it was tent spikes. Either way, um, it impales him, and uh, you are given the option of whether or not to uh, to grant him a merciful and quick death. And the animal lover in all of us went ahead and kicked in, and all of us killed the doggy. And sliced his fucking throat. That's what you get for biting me. What did you say, Doug? I didn't want him, like, getting free and coming back at me. Yeah, that's true. Fuck that dog. Yeah. I've told Jared, I I think the most relief I've ever felt in the whole game was when the dog bit me, because I foresaw, like, four more episodes of getting to love this dog, only to have him killed in season (laughs) episode five. Yeah, they handled that pretty quick. Yeah, so that was that was a kind of a relief. Um, let's see. So you you are bitten 
and it's not good, but it's okay because a dog bite's not going to hurt you in in the long run, aside from rabies or whatever. Um, but you encounter a group of survivors who are severely concerned by the fact that you have a dog bite, um, and they're very vocal about how they don't want to let you into the house and and give you shelter or take care of you or anything because they think that you're actually bitten by a, a zombie, presumably. Fucking assholes. So the uh, the way that they work this out is they decide to lock you in the shed, and if you're still alive in the morning, then they know that it was Fucking just a dog bite. Assholes. After that, agree. any one of them could eat a bag of dicks. Specifically, much. after after this whole thing plays out and you finally are allowed into the group, um, Nick, one of the uh, young misfits who was particularly vocal about making you stay outside, um, Nick apologizes. Can we talk, oh, can we talk for a second about having to fucking sew your own arm shut. Yeah, let's talk about that because that's like pretty the most fucking... badass moment in episode one. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. hardcore. Um, you, I think you sneak into the house, right? To find needle yep. and thread? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you sneak in. And then you, and then yeah, you you actually but sew the wound shut because you're bleeding you so saw, much. And you sew with a freaking sewing needle, not an actual like surgery. You sew with a... So, so, so it's Clem, even worse. Clem right now, Clem in that very moment is a freaking badass. She's oh, yeah. Like... She's, she's, a, she's a stone-cold killer. She just killed that dog, no problem. And now it's arm healing time. Yeah. I wouldn't say Stone Cold Killer, but she's definitely up there with Solid Snake. Or Naked Snake, <laughs> with Big Boss. She's up there with Big Boss, sewing her own arm like that. Yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> For sure. Um, but yeah, she so, got a leech with a cigar, then, you know. <laughs> so, so Nick winds up apologizing to you, and you're given the choice of accepting his apology or rejecting it. Uh, Lucy is the only one who rejected it. Yeah, um, fuck him. <laughs> it's an in, it's an inconsequential thing though in the grand scheme. I know. Still fuck him. Um, next what kind up, of a dick move. Next up, you yeah. go out. You you wind up going out to. I I don't remember if you're scavenging or what, but you you go out with Nick and his puppy Pete. And um, Pete's a nice old guy who's nice to you. Nick's the young douchebag whose apology you just rejected. Um, Fuck them. But anyway, you get to the riverbank and you find a, a kind of sorrowful scene of, of a little massacre. You find a dying guy who basically asks for some water and you have the option of giving him some water or refusing him some water. I refused. Uh, old Dick Wiggler here is the only one who... Uh, oh, wait, you you said you gave him water. So gave him water? That's what you wrote, but maybe you didn't. Um, I remember not giving it to him because I was like, nope, my water. I gave him the water. I don't... No, there are two reasons. First of all, you recognize him from uh, the attack that he did on you. Oh, that's right. With with Krista, right? Yeah. So right away, he's like, you know, fuck this guy. Yeah, that's Second of all, it is my water. (laughs) And this is an apocalypse. I don't know the next time I'm going to get fresh water. It's just, uh, I think it, I didn't give him water so much because it felt right as it felt awkward to not give him the water. <laughs> nice. And the last thing you want in a zombie apocalypse is to feel <laughs> is to awkward. to feel awkward. So. Yeah. Now, this next choice is actually kind of polarizing, and I I need some explanations here because Doug and I are the odd men out. Um, Nick and Pete are exploring with you by the riverside, and they wind up on opposite sides of the river. Um, Nick winds up getting, uh, or, or no, you, you get attacked. Pete gets bitten on his leg and it's weird because all the people who've been like these staunch survivors so far still choose to rescue Pete instead of Nick, who is viable and healthy. Um, uh, no, because Pete, first of all, seems like he's no, he knows what he's doing. 
Mm. You know, he's, yeah, he's but he, that doesn't matter party. when he's fucking he's, dead. Well, you know pizza, what? Pizza know lost that, cause, dude. Pete's done. We know, that, we know that in the aftermath, but he seemed a lot more competent at the time. So and you, you thought make, maybe this guy will make, cut his leg off and he'll be useful. <laughs> yeah, in the Telltale <laughs> games, cutting cutting listen, limbs off has never helped anyone. Listen, so make, I, I imagine that tradition Nick is definitely be. the most incompetent person in The Walking Dead until you meet Sarah. Except I mean, Nick, Nick, Nick is Nick is still like, Ben, okay? Like, like, like Nick and Sarah like, compete no, 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 for the Ben award. Ben is still the most incompetent. Like I met in I met season Nick. two. In season two. Oh. I met Nick and I was like, "Oh, this is Ben all over again." So fuck him. I hope we kill him. But not only yeah. that, we're oh, right. right. We know we know that Nick is Nick and Sarah are the two most incompetent fucking people in the entire game. So we haven't even really talked about Sarah. So this is this. Uh, bizarre daughter of so, the doctor she who's clearly has some some issues man she's yeah, got she, she seems to have a learning disability but yeah, i didn't the, care because this is about me and it's not about her so here's the here's the <laughs> this is actually i think sarah is probably my biggest problem with the second season of the walking dead because i felt like what they what i felt like they were trying to set up was sarah was going to be this um you know, in the first game, the, the, the theme was like, oh, here's Clementine. Did you do a good job taking care of her? And it seemed to me like they were setting up a similar thing with Sarah in this game because they go out of their way to make it really clear, like, are you Sarah's friend? Um, are you helping Sarah? You know, and there's a lot of time spent deciding what your relationship with this girl is going to be like. I, I detected what Sarah was right away. Sarah was there to drag me down. I got that, like, right off the bat. <laughs> well, glad. yeah, certainly. I mean, I think her dad says she's special. I'm glad that you guys figured it out immediately. I thought that she was going to wind up being a lot more important. Not necessarily because well, she would suddenly prove valuable, but just because she seemed like the catalyst or, or the item, the MacGuffin by which the game would judge me, you know? Yes, I felt the same way. Season one of The Walking Dead judged you by how you treated Clementine, and so I felt like they were setting it up for season two to judge you by how you treated Sarah, but instead she winds up being super unimportant and almost inconsequential if you go out of your way to take care of her. Um, I mean, I guess well, it was supposed to make players feel bad, but it definitely didn't get to me. Like I said, I offed her the second I had the chance. It's I, a little bit more personal for me. We, so. can, we can talk about it as we get closer to the end, too, where we get to Sarah's final... Uh, fate but um either but, way uh, it's a little bit more personal for me because my sister has learning disabilities so so you were nicer yeah. to sarah so it was like ah uh, yeah so um and actually that brings us to our next choice so you wind up going to this camp with big bad guy carver who has kind of been tormenting the group for a while because he has impregnated uh what's her name um rebecca Wait, you, rebecca you, yeah. you skip the part where you get to like threaten rebecca uh, yeah, we did actually, because that's not really a, it's not a tracked choice. Um, that, but I think it, I think it's important. I think it's important. Did you because yeah. you threatened Re- Rebecca Jared? Oh, absolutely. Did. So you you find yep. out you find out while hiding in the house that Rebecca's uh, child may not actually be uh, Alvin's, the guy that she's with, and um, she's been very rude and mean to you. And there's an opportunity that you have where you can basically tell her like. You should be nicer to me. I know that's not Alvin's baby. It's basically what you say. Yeah. And, uh, and she does not respond well to that. And it's still <laughs> super, super satisfying. I, I, I threatened her too. No, I, I, I actually didn't threaten her. I just, I was like, you know what? You owe me an apology or whatever the other choice is, but I didn't threaten her. Oh man. I straight up was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Fuck you, bitch. 
Yeah, I was like, you should be nice to me. I know what it is. Yeah. I love the way that it plays out, too. Like, it's so perfectly acted, the way that she says it, and just everything in that scene is is a, definitely a highlight for me in, in the game. Yeah. I really I really liked that moment. Um, so, anyway, you go to this... Uh... No, wait. Uh, so, I, I, I did skip ahead a little bit. So, it's not the camp. You're not at, you're not at Carver's camp yet. Um he shows there, up at the house. He shows up at the house and he sees a Polaroid of Sarah. And right now you're pretending that Sarah is not there. Um and or or rather that you don't know her. And um I think after he leaves, her dad gets mad or whatever, and you have the option of taking the blame for the photo, or I think you I think you can't blame Sarah, but you can blame someone else. Or maybe it's three options. Either way. I think everybody here took the blame for the photo, except for Jay, who blamed someone else. <laughs> Again, because fuck Sarah. I got that right away. I knew she was just there to drag me down. Let's talk about the most important choice in the in the season two, which is you run into Kenny, who's still alive. You thought he was dead, but it turns out he's alive. And he invites you to dine with his group that he's formed. And we should mention that before that you shoot some dude in a bridge. Actually, yeah, Nick yeah. shoots some dude in a bridge being a fucking moron. This is you true. Shoot Howard's gay lover. Walter. His name's Walter, actually. Walter. There we go. No, uh, Walter is the other guy. So you encounter Matthew. you encounter a guy named Matthew on the bridge. Right. Um while you're approaching Kenny's like home base, this guy Matthew comes up to you and he is pointing a gun at you. Um, you start to talk him down, he starts to lower the gun, and then Nick just beans him right in the head. And uh, and sends him off the side of the bridge. And that's important. Because fuck Nick. That's important. But before that, before we know and really understand just how important that is, we have to decide whether or not we want to sit with Kenny or Luke to have dinner. And we haven't even really talked about Luke, but I would say that he's the most agreeable of this new group of survivors that you've encountered. I, I had my suspicions that he was a pedophile. Not only that, but he got <laughs> me. He dropped me when he was carrying me when he found out I had a bite. What an asshole. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, I agree with Jay. I didn't really trust him. I, don't really li- I didn't really like Luke either. So I mean, There across- was something <laughs> off about him. Across the board, it looks like we all sat with Kenny. So good job, guys. That was another one that's objectively the right choice. Um, did you tell Walter the truth about Matthew? So Walter is, of course, wondering where his old buddy uh, Matthew has gone to. And you know that Nick he's, is in he, fact... He's not just his buddy. Well, yeah, his butt buddy. Um, so you know that you you are in fact in the know that Nick has, has, of course, killed Matthew. And you have the option of revealing this to Walter or keeping it a secret. Everybody here did the smart thing and told him the truth. Um, and this, of course, ties into your next scene with, with Walter and Nick, where if things don't go well, you may not... You can basically talk Walter down and calm him down. It looks like Michael is the only one who was unable to do so. And I think if that happens, he kills Nick. Isn't that right? He lets Nick die. Or that's that's right. That's right. Which um, I, I thought that was the I mean, only... I didn't think there was any choice in that. No, Nick, Nick dies anyway, but you're kind of lucky to get rid of him early. He actually stays well, with yeah. you. He stays with you for a while. I really? wish I wish I'd done the same thing you did, Michael. <laughs> um, well, there you go. So anyway, now after this, you get attacked by Carver. And during this moment where Carver attacks, Kenny is actually outside 
of the of the home base. And you have the option of surrendering to Carver or going out to find Kenny. And if you do, um, the, there's actually some pretty severe consequences to that, which also leads to a few characters who would eventually wind up dying. They die a little sooner if you go to find Kenny. Um, it looks Wait, like who dies? I, I think Alvin. Wait, that... I think Alvin can live if you don't go and find Kenny. Well, wait, my Alvin lived when I went to find Kenny. Oh, my Alvin died. I told, Alvin lived. I told Kenny to, like, take a shot. He had, like, a sniper shot lined up, and I told him to take it, and then as uh, in in retaliation, they went ahead and killed Alvin. I think I, think I found Kenny, and I t- but I told him not to take the shot. So my Alvin bites the dust at this point. No, my Alvin stayed for a long time, but if Alvin lives, he gets a far worse death later on. Yeah, he does. What, yeah, hap- what happens out. to him? He gets tortured by Carver and his Yeah, Carver tortures him to death. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Well, good. I don't feel so bad about, <laughs> about getting him killed. Um, let's see here. Left to find Kenny. Uh, what's next? So at this point, you get taken back to Carver's camp. I forget the name of it. There's actually a name for it. Uh, and you're given some work to do, which involves pruning plants if memory serves me correctly picking berries yeah, plants. and you yeah. sarah is just too damn stupid <laughs> to to do this and you have the option of uh helping her or doing your own work and jay who has already established that he does not like sarah is the only one who did his own work and I'm actually curious because uh the guy who the one armed guy who's having you do the work by helping Sarah, you get him killed. He gets pushed off the the building. What happens if you if you don't help her? Does he? It's still... the same. It's the same either way. So he's... I assume he he will blame him for Sarah not doing his job instead of you. Yeah. And... Oh yeah, I guess that's, that's true. exactly. No what matter happens. what, one of them doesn't yeah. get done. Okay. He dies. Whatever you do. Um, after this, you encounter Bonnie, um, and you also discover that Luke, who was not originally kidnapped, is hanging around the town and is going to plan to break you out. Um, you're given the option to tell Bonnie that Luke is there. She can tell that like something's up, and so you can come clean and tell her about Luke, or you can keep it a secret and kind of keep it to yourself. Um, I didn't really trust Bonnie, so I didn't tell her. Mm. But it looks like it looks like Michael and Doug both did. Why would you tell her? Well, she killed that guy's husband and told the truth about it, so I felt she was pretty trustworthy. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, okay, you you you, mur- you you murder a guy, but you told it to. I mean, I guess I, I guess I, I got the sense I got the sense that ben, Bonnie was one of those crazy chicks obsessed with the one guy. So I'm like, I'm probably not going to tell him he's around. So that what might you're be a bad idea. What you're saying, Michael, is you trusted Bonnie because Bonnie is you. <laughs> is that basically what I'm getting there, Doug? What's your explanation? So wait, wait, what's going on here? Did Michael kill a guy and then told the truth, or what was going on? <laughs> no, I took a chance on Bonnie. Honesty is the best policy. In four in four hundred days, you actually control Bonnie, and you oh, have, okay. you have the option of of telling the truth with her. <laughs> Michael did tell the truth when he was Bonnie, so he knows that Bonnie is trustworthy. <laughs> <laughs> That's flawless logic. Go on. Um. Anyway. You you go through this little journey in your attempt to break out, and you uh, one of the things that you pilfer is a walkie-talkie, and you get so, busted by Carver with this walkie-talkie. So um, up until this point, was anybody thinking of maybe siding with Carver? No, I don't think oh, so. Oh, hell no. Not at all. Were you? Kind of. Oh. <laughs> Must be a Japanese thing. Dude, they yeah, seem to so, have Michael. the tools that to get things like done. Like, kind of betrayal. Dude's nuts. 
Um, Carver gave me let, a job let, and took me in. Let's be down with a shed where I had a dog bite. So he gave you a job. You mean he made you a slave? <laughs> There's well, yeah, you were, things, you, were my friend. you were his prisoner. You were in a war camp, dude. Again, yeah. still didn't throw me in the Hitler, shed when Hitler I was dying from a dog Jews, bite. Uh, Hitler gave his Jews uh, jobs too, you know. <laughs> right. Well, there you, there you go. I mean, I mean, not not throwing me in a shack is why I ate with Kenny Carver. Was like a whole different thing. Yeah. So. Anyway, Carver comes to you and is mad about this walkie-talkie, and he starts to blame Kenny for it and starts to severely beat Kenny for it. Um, And you're given the option of saying nothing and kind of just keeping quiet about it or trying to come clean and reveal that you are the one who stole the walkie-talkie. You actually get that choice before he starts beating Kenny. That's true. That's true. Um, So Kenny steps up and takes the beating for you. But Carver just doesn't really care either way. uh, I think he just wanted to beat Kenny. So Kenny gets himself a good, hard beating, and uh, that becomes very important when you finally wind up breaking out of uh, Carver's camp, because your next big choice is you finally break out of this this city uh, with the help of Jane, who we'll talk about a little bit more in a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Jane was my homegirl until a certain point. But you get Carver down, and you are given the option. Kenny uh, tells you, I don't remember who, who tells you to leave. Um, uh, okay. I think I think Kenny tells you to leave, but um, his wife is like Sarita. Yeah, it. Sarita's like, yeah, we have to go or something so or something like that. Kenny makes know. Kenny basically makes it very clear that he's going to go ahead and kill Carver, and you have the choice of staying with him and watching him kill Carver, or choosing to not watch and leave with everybody else. Um, Doug, you're the only one who didn't watch. What's <laughs> like, I was at first, and then someone in the game said something. And I was like, ah, all right, maybe I'll leave. So he, um, what's what's your guys' rationale for staying? I would have killed him myself if I could. He Fuck hurt my friend this Kenny. Asshole. I am watching him die. Michael, what about you? He hurt my friend Kenny. I wanted to see him get what he had coming. So I think uh, I think Lucio hit on the same reason that I. Well, maybe actually, maybe none of you did. Um, there are off-screen deaths. I just don't trust them anymore. Uh, and so I was very worried that if I didn't stay and watch this guy's head turn into jelly, that he would show up later. And so I wanted to really make sure that it was a done deal. I just really, really wanted to see him die. And by that point, I was convinced mm. that Clementine was like the most hardcore girl in the world so she could handle it. Oh, yeah. And Clementine handled it like a champ. She didn't care at all. Now, right after that, speaking of hardcore Clementine, uh, Sarita, uh, Kenny's beau, as you're leaving the camp, uh, you guys try the whole paint blood on yourselves to blend in with the zombies. But a lot of the folks in your group aren't really ready for that. And so they They're not really up, smart is what you're trying to they say. Wind up, yeah. They wind up freaking out a little bit and things go pretty south. And Sarita gets a zombie who latches onto her arm. And you're presented with an interesting choice to either kill the zombie who's latched onto her arm or to just chop her arm off. And I figure since time is so much of the essence uh, and has obviously not worked for some other people who got to it pretty early, um, better just get that arm off right now. Yeah, so, I think I think I think that's one of the you know there's an actual deeper rationale for me on that choice. What, what yeah, I tried to save her, man. Yeah, but, yeah I, th- I think that's the thing. I think I honestly try to save her, but it massively backfires. Yep. Yeah. So what winds up happening instead is you chop her arm off, which all of us did, and uh, that just makes her freak out even more, and she just pretty much gets eaten. <laughs> so fucking Sarita. 
Dum Dum, we were just helping you. Yeah, man, could you take? She it? didn't even say thank you. The arm. Now this yeah. is also the point in the game where Sarah's dad dies, um, and that of course yeah, this is this is the point of the game where I where I was basically I'm ready to give up on you. That takes Sarah, who's already useless, and turns her into ultra useless, like basically just a giant rock that's pretty much catatonic. You could put in your backpack. Um, and she winds up running. I think she runs away to a trailer park and locks herself, or maybe you just find her in a trailer, but you find her in like a double wide in this trailer park. No, I, I think what no, happens wait, is she, you she get, goes you with, separated uh, from everyone. No, she no, goes wait, wait. With we're, you, we're missing an important choice here. The beginning of episode three. Uh, lay it on me. What is it? Whether or not you kill Sarita, right? Uh, Sarita's oh, already. Oh yeah, that's right. Sarita's oh, no. already dead if you chop her arm off, isn't it? Right, but no, but not, Kenny won't I, leave I, I her because she's her dying. So you gotta you gotta finish yeah, I, the job oh, to get Kenny. To come I, I had right. a hacker in the face. I remember that. I remember killing her with an axe. It's actually not a tracked choice now that I think about it. Oh, um, well, I think Kenny's not too happy if you do. Yeah, I mean, he's not happy. No, I I definitely chopped her in the face. I was like, well, I tried. I couldn't. Bye bye. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Kenny's not happy with you no matter what. I think. Um, kind of I, I think. I think the thing is, I, I felt really bad for Kenny because I realized in the aftermath, I was kind of extra brutal to his wife. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that was kind of unnecessary. Um, now at this point, so like I said, we we uh, regroup. Uh, Sarah winds up at this trailer park. I feel like we regroup. Maybe you don't with Sarah. I think she sees her dad die and then she runs away and you get separated. No, she says a catatonic. Well, right, right. After she sees him die, though. Um, right. So anyway, you find her in a trailer park and she refuses to move. Um, you get into the trailer with her. By the way, this is also where Nick dies just randomly. Um, you find him just like stuck on a chain link. Fence. Yeah, and that was kind of it. And it's like, bye bye, Nick. Um, I, I didn't care. I was like, well, so much for that guy. Yeah, I didn't like Nick. Uh, yeah, I think everybody was kind of like done with him by then. Anyway. So at this point, you have the option. You can basically, uh, I think you have to slap Sarah, but you can you can snap her out of it and get her to come with you and leave. Um, but it takes some extra special effort, and it's a, it's a lot of work. And at this point, you're also interacting with Jane, who we talked about a little bit, who is um, maybe not super keen on on rescuing Sarah. Jane, her- well, she it's not so much that she's not particularly not keen on uh, rescuing Sarah. It's just that she's already seen all this shit happen before. Right, right. And she doesn't want to repeat it. So Jane has some backstory with her own sister, and basically uh, her sister couldn't cope with this world and was very much a Sarah kind of stone. And, uh, you know, Jane basically has learned this lesson about whether or not it's worth saving these people. So she tries to persuade you to leave Sarah. Um, I, I... I, th- I think that you and I had an interesting conversation after these events went down because I tried to I tried to persuade Sarah a little bit, but I didn't try my absolute hardest to get her to come with us. And by that point, I was worried that if I stayed and tried to reason with Sarah that she needed to come the fuck on, then I would lose either Luke or Jane, who are both far more useful mm. until they went ahead and fucked each other and fucked everything up. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, I, I think, and maybe uh, it's actually not a choice, so I guess we can review it right now. Uh, so you have a choice whether or not to leave Sarah. Uh, Jay and Michael both left Sarah. Everybody else managed to get her to come with them. 
Because again, I was under an assumption that she was important. Something that I found really interesting is, so you leave the trailer park, and it's at this point that Jane tells you the story about her sister. If Sarah is with you, it feels like she's telling you this just to kind of warn you. Um, But if Sarah is not with you, when Jane tells you the story about her sister, it feels very much like she's helping you cope with the fact that Sarah just died. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the problem is, is that very shortly after this, Sarah just goes ahead and dies anyway, and <laughs> nobody bats an eye. Like everybody's I just mean, like, she she gets killed by the deck collapsing on her, right? Yeah, she gets killed by a deck collapsing on her. <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, and yeah. so because of the sex. Yeah. So yeah, because of the sex. So anyway, this this deck so, collapses. So like the whole walk is here. Uh, Walking Dead series is basically a giant PSA. So the story, I guess what I'm getting at is the story is a lot more effective if you leave Sarah in the trailer because you get mm. this the, you get this scene like eulogizing her and you get this moment where this important character who's been with you the entire time where people like have to cope with it. But if you let her live and the deck collapses on her, I'm so serious, no one even acknowledges it. Everyone's like, oh, bummer. <laughs> and, then just, and then they just move right on because at this I point, think, a baby I, I has think, appeared and so we have other things to think about. I think the only guy that cares died already. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. guess that's true. I guess that's true. Um uh, but even even like Clementine, there's just very little acknowledgement. Like and so it made it Well, I, these, I don't know how if this if these know. events were spaced out by an episode, I would feel differently about this. But because it's literally like five minutes later <laughs> after I went to all the trouble to save her that she just goes ahead and dies anyway. Um, I, the game does this all the time where you go out of your way to save somebody and they die anyway. Like that's a really normal thing to happen in this game, but this is the shortest amount of time for it to happen. <laughs> and it really felt cheap to me. Like it was really so, like, okay, fuck thing. that. Here's the thing. I, I don't know how your Clementine's disposition was towards Sarah, but my Clementine didn't really give a shit about her. You know, she was like, kind of, you just keep bucking me up. I, how I saw Clementine and Sarah I didn't see Clementine as a guardian. I saw them as like two kids in the same, you know, elementary school class. And if there's another kid in an elementary school class that you think is an asshole, you're going to go ahead and keep on thinking that they're an asshole. So, you know, my Clementine's disposition was very kind of cold towards Sarah anyway. So I don't think it would have mattered to her whether she died in the trailer park or whether she died when the deck collapsed to her. But maybe your Clementine acted differently towards Sarah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, she just, uh, there's, it's not even so much that I wanted someone to be sad. It's almost more like I just would have liked somebody to be like, oh, Sarah died. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's Clementine Clementine specifically. It's seriously, it's just seriously like nobody even noticed. Like, nah. Um. So anyway, we're getting, I definitely wouldn't have noticed. Before Sarah does die, you are presented with another interesting situation where you encounter a suspicious Rusky named Arvo. Um, and you're, you're doing this while scavenging for supplies. And you're, you're in pretty dire need of supplies because there's a baby who's about to be born very soon. The baby belonging to Rebecca and the now deceased Carver. Um, and Arvo just happens to have exactly what you need. Uh, and you're given the option of robbing him or not robbing him. Um, and it looks like everybody robbed him except for Michael and Doug. You know, I, so nice. I think I said I didn't rob him, but then in later conversations, it sounds like I did. He, so I don't know if that was a it's, glitch. It's because it's because Jane steals from him anyway, and he, <laughs> yeah, and he just regardless. he just winds uh, up okay. he just winds up lumping you into it and blames you for it too. 
dick. To be fair, it didn't even work because, uh, you know, Rebecca dies anyway, but, you know. To be fair, I really, really, really hated Arvo at all times. Well, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't meds. It wasn't like antibiotics. It was just painkillers. And one of but the that most, was part of the reason. It's, it's like, funny. You know, I, I don't think want... I could even find a tincture of morphine, but he managed to find like 50. And th- yeah. so the thing is, is like my big, my even bigger issue with Arvo is he's really annoying <laughs> and you never <laughs> oh, God, find yeah. out, you never find out what happens to him. Um, or why he's there, and the, why, why does he have his own band of like reverse Wolverines? So I mean, we're he doesn't have his own band. He's like the band's bitch. We're a ways <laughs> away from the choice, so we'll talk about Arvo a little more later. But all right. But I mean, let's talk about Arvo and the drugs and all that now, because I think that's pretty significant in what happens. And I don't think it was actually an easy choice for me to steal from Arvo. I measured it, you know, in both hands. It's like you know, on the one side, uh, I got to be concerned about my group and my own people. And everyone in the Walking Dead universe is a liar. That's just plain and simple. Like every yep. single last person is a fucking liar. I came, but, I came very close to not stealing from him. Yeah, um, yeah. I was, I was kind of split on my choice. But on the other hand, um, you know, these things have like major consequences. But I think the choice has consequences either way, so it didn't matter. If I had uh, had, if I had had like free agency here, I actually would have stolen from him and probably killed him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. In all and, sincerity. Uh, to be fair, um, I, I mean, to be honest, I, I didn't even struggle with it. I just fucking, oh, we have the medicine I need. Okay, fuck off. Oh, by my sister. Bye, yeah, Arvo. For a second, it's for your sister, motherfucker. I just never, uh, it's one of those things where, why does it have to be both? Like, he has a ton of medicine. Why can't you give him a little bit of it? Mm. No, all of it. And I would have killed him, too, if I could. Not good enough for Lucio. Um... The, the next up here with your, with your sister bullshit, you fucking drug addict. The next choice is also a runner-up for least interesting tracked choice in the game. Um, you're given the option of crawling through a ticket booth <laughs> uh, to see yeah. to see like what's inside, or you can make Bonnie reach her hand in, and uh, neither one has any kind of consequence. And I think I wish I wish the Bonnie choice had consequence. Everybody just I goes really ahead. Do. And, oh, I do too, because Bonnie can bite me. Um, and we all knew there was a zombie in there. Like, Yeah, it was obvious. It's actually followed up by another turd of a choice, which is, did you hold the baby after the baby was born? <laughs> I'm proud. Uh, did anyone, let me ask this now. Did anyone not hold the baby? I am proud to report that everyone here held the baby. Aw. Hold on, let me check. I don't remember. <laughs> this, this, You wrote here you held the baby. Well, I did this at work, so, you know. Don't be a liar now. Um, I mean, what... It didn't seem like there would be a consequence to not holding the baby. <laughs> I guess the baby might love you less. And now it's your baby, so... There you go. Um, would have been a bad thing. used to holding it. Now, at this, point, at this point, you wind up in uh, one of... I, I think one of the most precarious situations and like best cliffhangers that the uh, game has managed to do... Um, where basically it's like it's the worst situation that you could be in ever um, where Rebecca is unrecovered from delivering the baby and she actually winds up dying as you're as you're crossing like this snowy uh, area. And at, th- at this exact moment where this goes down, she, she dies holding the baby in her arms. So it's going to be very important that you remove the baby from her arms. A succulent, tasty baby. Um. And then at this at this point, you are also, it just so happens, in the middle of a Mexican standoff with Arvo and, like, three of his Russian buddies. And um, 
everyone is pointing guns at each other and shouting and yelling. And then you just notice in the corner of your eye, Rebecca like slumps over while she's holding the baby and, and then starts to wake up as a, as a zombie. And, um, you have the option of shooting her in, in the head, uh, before she can like hurt anybody. Or I think you can shout out that she's turned. Um, everybody here shot her, which I think is the right choice. Um, but of course this, uh, sets off this giant gun battle and, uh, I thought it was a really effective cliffhanger. That's the end of the episode. After you, yeah. after you shoot her, everybody just starts shooting at each other. And I think if there's, I think if there's anything that you know, The Walking Dead season two is very action oriented. Uh-huh. I think that was definitely their their height of the action moment. It was it was um, one of those things where you, it's it's like when you finish watching a show and you're like, oh boy, how are my favorite folks going to get out of this pickle? <laughs> <laughs> it was just a pretty, that's exactly how I say it. It was a pretty classic <laughs> that. So um, it the actual reveal of how they get out of it is pretty anticlimactic, but I was very excited as it ended to see what happened next. Um, we zoom forward here uh, with the gun battle and in mid gun battle, you are given the option of protecting the baby or diving for cover to protect yourself. Michael's, okay, Michael's did, laughing it, because he already knows. You're the only one. Aren't he you? already you're the knows only one. He's the only one that wouldn't protect a sweet, innocent baby. Of, of course. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that's what I did, but I'm, I'm trying to check. And this brings up my biggest complaint with The Walking Dead is I can't skip through the uh, the ending credits. Because but, for some reason, I'm watching the ending credits again. Oh. But listen, listen. It's like, you know you know, Clementine has like plot armor. You know, nothing's going to happen until the very end of it. Like, you can deform her a little bit, which I did. I've gotten her scarred a couple of times, but... You know, she's going to live, so of course you're going to go through the, for the baby. Clementine doesn't know that. But I know that. You know it is. You well, know it yeah, is. So why wouldn't not... you protect the baby? That's just a dick move. Well, again, because if I'm really trying to get the full experience, i got to put myself into her head. Maybe the baby's already dead. But I mean, in, my, in, in, my head, baby. in my head, Clementine is big boss. Well. So... <laughs> so it, anyway. um, it's it, this is a total side note, and we'll talk about it more next week when we're uh, off a free range of topics. But Michael just mentioned not being able to skip the end credits, which is something that is pretty notorious, especially because they make you watch the end credits five times. Hold on, you, guys, I, I didn't episode. hold the baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I, 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 I like yeah, I, am a dick. I like listening to the end credits music. They, well, they pick some pretty neat songs. So I wanted to uh, just I wanted to just mention that um, Tales from the Borderlands actually does let you skip the credits, and if you press right. escape and skip them, it pops up in the corner and it says Telltale Games will remember that. <laughs> <laughs> just, All right, I, I in my case, I like that. I like that. I couldn't skip the end credits, but also there was a glitch. And I had to listen to the episode one end credits five times. <laughs> very nice. And okay, the, the song bad. from that but one was talk, not can very we talk about the game? It's a very. It's, it's a, we are talking about the game. It's a end pretty bummer song. Game. That's where we know how all. All the right. Made so the magic you happen. so you didn't hold the baby. You didn't protect the baby. I'm excited to see what else we're gonna do. So uh, Michael, do you not? Why want do you kids? hate the baby, man? I, I think well, Michael doesn't. What did the baby do in the future? Show me in the doll where the baby touched. <laughs> well, you know, as as things progressed, like my my version of Clementine became a lot harder and meaner, and well, there you go. 
But my my version of Clementine became hard and mean too, and she still protected the goddamn baby. Well, there was a war going on. So yeah, let's move off the baby. We, we have next, we have. Oh wait, I did have... protect the baby. I just didn't hold it. Okay, so I'm not a monster. We only have four choices <laughs> left, and I think, uh, of course, one of them is probably the the best choice that I think the game has ever uh, given you. Um, but so you're crossing this frozen lake. And what should happen, but the ice cracks and old Luke falls in. And this is also with a horde of walkers, like right behind you. Of course. Um, Luke tells you to just go ahead and, and uh, cover him basically and shoot the walkers while he pulls himself up out of the ice. Um, and Bonnie, who has a little crush on, on old Lukey Pookie, uh, she tells you, don't a listen, crush. don't listen to him, go and rescue him. Um, and so we're we're split here. It looks like um, oh, I I picked the wrong thing actually. So it looks like the only person. No wait. So Jay and Doug tried to help Luke. Uh, everybody else went ahead and just covered him with gunfire. Or, no, I, I tried. So, to, I tried to help him too. I, I picked the wrong choice. Oh, you picked the wrong choice then. So wait, am I the only one who who covered him? Or no, Michael Michael did too. We're really good at taking surveys. So here is here is comprehension. This this was a time where like life philosophy was able to kick in, and this happened to me again with Ben. Um, if I offer you, uh, uh, let's say I have I have a cupcake, and it's what I have one cupcake. If I offer you the cupcake and you say no, thank you. Even if I can tell that like you really want it, and I just need to offer it to you again, fuck you. You should have said you wanted it. The cupcake is now mine. <laughs> Um, that's very good to know, Jared. Thank you. Well, I will yeah, remember yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not doing. I'm not doing the like. I'm not doing the like. Let's go back three times, and I can really insist and try to force the cupcake on you. Like you said, you didn't want the cupcake, so you can't be mad at me when I eat the so cupcake. So you didn't you know? see. You didn't see the action scene or the uh, QTE that took place after then. So when Ben, when Ben is like, just drop me. I was like, yeah, you got it. <laughs> see, see you later. <laughs> and same thing for Luke. Luke's like, hey man, don't worry about it. I got this. I was like, all right, Luke, I'm so, trusting you. If you if you if you go for if you go for Luke, then there's another kind of badass action scene that you get, and it has a uh, long running consequences throughout the episode. Oh, right. of uh, you know, Clementine falls through the ice. She falls through the water. Um, there's a scene. I guess I think she tries to get Luke or something, and Luke just kind of falls into the abyss. Uh-huh. Uh, and, he gets you pulled know, by a walker. Yeah, he gets pulled down by a walker. Clementine gets out of the water, and there's this drug of hypothermia, and everyone's freaking out, trying to get her warm. And the group starts fighting among themselves again. Half of them are like, how could you let a little girl freeze to death? The other one half are like, how could you let Luke die? It's uh, So it's actually a big deal. That's actually that's actually pretty much what goes down yeah. anyway. Um, and, and this no, is also... This is also you, fall, you fall through the water either way, or into the water everyone. either way. This is also the moment in the game where Bonnie becomes completely uh, 100% dead to me. And, yeah, and I absolutely well, am like praying no, for harm to come upon Bonnie at this. Not moment. yet, not yet for me and Bonnie. Me and Bonnie had a moment before, you know, she became dead to me. But well, me and Bonnie shared a cigarette. Oh, <laughs> really? So, yeah, you can smoke a cigarette. So Bonnie pretty much blames you for Luke dying, and uh, and she's super super uncool about it. And even even though in the long run, like she's the one who winds up. Because I think I think if I'm remembering right, she goes out and tries to grab him, and that breaks the ice like real good, and um, and then you fall in as well. And uh, anyway, long story short, uh, bon- 
Bonnie's a real bitch at this point. Well, Bonnie, Bonnie is not an asshole to you quite yet. And then, you know, she's hanging out and she's reflecting on Luke and really depressed. <laughs> and she offers you a cigarette. So, you know, my Clementine being the badass, she says, she's like, yeah, I'll smoke. And she takes it and she coughs up. And then uh, Bonnie asks you like a really condescending question. She asks you, you know, how do you think other people feel about you? Yeah, and then, like you hated that. Yeah, and then so you know, I think I think for my choice, I pick something like I think people trust me, or I think people respect me. And then Bonnie's still really condescending. She's like, "Oh, that must be nice," you know. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, I was like, "Okay." So um, we we've we've skipped around Mike completely because he's an interesting enough character. Like he's an okay character. He's pretty pretty well fleshed out. Well, was this a young version of Lee? Right. Yeah. The, yeah. The, but the did, the did the camp scene with the wine happen yet? Did this happen? You know when Rome, everyone wasn't was bonding around uh, the fire. I think that happens maybe around right now. before the lake. Yeah, I think it happens right before the lake because that's important. Yeah. I feel like I feel like that's a huge, huge moment, especially as to how the rest of the the series plays out. Because you basically have this moment where all the characters, you know, you can attempt to get everyone to come around the fire. And share a bottle of well, it's not wine; it's a bottle of rum, right? Mm-hmm. Something like can, that, yeah. You can convince like Kenny and Jane to come around the fire with Mike and Bonnie and Luke, and everyone's sharing this rum, and they're all talking about you know life and their sexual experiences. And Clementine's like, you know, I know what you guys are talking about. You're talking about kissing and stuff, but it's like this really fun, really lighthearted moment. Um, you know, it's good for a quick laugh or two and it's really touching. And then right before, all the shit that happens yeah. right before Arvo ruins it. So the dynamic that gets set up here is uh, Arvo uh, doesn't like to follow instructions. He's like he's Carl, basically. So if somebody's like, be quiet, Arvo, Arvo won't be quiet. If someone if he's walking too fast across the frozen lake and they tell him to slow down, he doesn't slow down. And I think he's actually the reason that it cracks, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Kenny's response to Arvo not behaving properly is to beat him, which Mike takes great issue with. And I have a hard time saying that Kenny's wrong for beating the shit out of that annoying uh, Mm. Arvo. But uh, anyway, Mike finally takes such great offense to it that under cover of darkness, he decides, along with Bonnie, who hates you at this point, to... uh, to take Arvo and take all of your supplies and steal all your shit and then leave together in the truck that they found. Um, and you catch them. And is it Arvo who shoots you? I think Mike shot me. Um, so yeah, Arvo, I think Arvo shoots you. I think, I think Arvo's, I think Arvo's shooting me. But I go out there. Well, what did you guys do when you confronted Mike and Bonnie? So you have the option of asking to go with them. Or or not, and I don't see how anybody could ask to go with them. Um, yeah, I think I think right away I scream for Kenny and Jane to come out and help. I think. Well, yep. actually, you know, that's so. At, up until this point, I feel like the game is really trying to make you like afraid of Kenny. Kenny, like he's a bad guy, like uh-huh. he's kind of supposed to be the obvious villain. And I never really got oh, yeah. that. Like he, we we completely skipped over how Kenny feels about you, and I think that's really important too. I mean, yeah, it's true because he goes up and down like he's really happy to see you, but then you might axe his well, he's second really wife down. in the he face. Blame, he blames you for everything, and he's partly right. He blames you for Sarita. You know, he's getting really on edge and angry with just everyone. And I think the, I think part of the point of Arvo is he beats the shit out of Arvo, but it also shows how unstable he's getting. And I think that's yeah. like really, really fucking important. Now, the other the other distressing thing is that as this baby has uh, come into existence, Kenny has gotten very, very, very attached to it. Mm. Um, 
creepily so in a creepy unhealthy perhaps way uh so yeah that's that's an important detail too um but anyway i none of us chose to ask to go with them i can't imagine why you would uh but this creates this this dynamic situation where the only people left and so uh, again my other complaint here is you get no closure as to what happens to Mike, Arvo, or Bonnie, all three mm-hmm. of which I really wanted to see get shot. I, I don't think I don't think yeah. I need a closure over that. I just think I needed the aftermath that they shot this little girl. Yeah, I mean you know, that they, they shot this girl and they left her. That, and then you wake up with Kenny and Jane screaming in the front seat of a car. Yeah, but the thing yep. is, is so what? What did Kenny and Jane do with them? Because obviously they didn't get away unless they like ran into the woods or something. Their plan was to take the car, which they obviously didn't. Um, you're speeding, huh. you're of course speeding away in a car. So that implies maybe that but they would still be alive. I don't really know. I, 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 I think it, given, being that it's Kenny and Jane, you can assume something bad, bad probably happened to them. It better have been. <laughs> I need to know that that Arvo got his. Anyway. Uh, somewhere in the woods, in the walking there, there's a house covered with entrails. Yeah, so I think we're getting up to the most kind of a volatile point in the entire Walking Dead. So this sets up our series. this sets up our grand climax where Kenny wants to find Kenny's the one who wants to find Wellington, if I if yeah. memory serves me correctly. Mm-hmm. Jane is skeptical that there's any value in doing that and thinks that they're just going to um, run into the same you know shitty people that they've run into the whole time. And she I, thinks he doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, that too. That it probably isn't there to begin with, and I believe she wants to go to a warmer climate, whereas Wellington would put them, you know. She, deep. she, doesn't, she doesn't want to go to warehouse. a warmer climate. She doesn't want to go to a warmer climate. She wants to go back to the camp that you guys destroyed with walkers. Oh, I thought I thought they wanted to. I thought the big goal was to avoid winter. I thought that was a big part of it. Was wasn't Wellington Jane, Jane in a place to, where Jane, Jane wanted to avoid winter? But Kenny's point was winter is going to slow down and stop the walkers. Mm-hmm. But Jane, Jane wanted to go back south to the camp that they came from because they already know there's supplies there. They know it's empty because they called walkers on everyone. You know, that's what Jane wants to do. So anyway, they fight with each other and the car winds up crashing. You guys get kind of split up in this this foggy situation. And uh, Jane winds up with the baby and you wind up with Kenny and... Jane finally shows up and uh, when she does show up she doesn't have the baby anymore and she knows that Kenny's going to blame her for letting the baby die and she even tells you you have like a brief moment where I think Kenny hasn't noticed that she's there yet or something and she she kind of pulls you aside and she's like watch this and uh, she you know reveals to Kenny that she doesn't have the baby with her and as one could predict Kenny freaks out and uh, blames her for letting the baby get killed, and they proceed to fight with each other, and they wind up in a situation where Kenny is on top of her and uh, you know driving a knife down to her. I think it's a knife, right? Isn't he? Isn't he? Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's knife. a knife. Yeah, so he's, knife. he's driving this knife down to her, and you wind up getting a hold of a gun. Jane is obviously going to die if you don't do something, so your choice is to go ahead and shoot Kenny or look away and, and let Jane... Uh, uh, die and this is obviously a, a huge choice i think maybe the biggest choice that the game that the series has like given you up until this point um and i'm kind of surprised actually that lucio and i are the only two who shot kenny uh because you shot kenny absolutely mm-hmm. i think the i think the game it very much felt like that's what it wanted me to do like they've gone out of okay. their way to show how crazy kenny is 
All right. So let me let me go ahead and, and line out my reasons because I have a lot of very good ones for letting Kenny do the deed. All right. All right. So first of all, they set up this history for Jane where the second things get a little hairy, she will ditch you. Right. Right. She even had this mm-hmm. thing going on with Luke and you could say it's meaningless sex. She had this thing going on with Luke. She had this thing going on with Clementine. And just when things got a little hot, she was like, OK, I'm out. I'm, I'm leaving, you know. Um, so so Jane has a history of abandoning you. And then with the baby, um, you kind of, you know, she again, she again does the same thing. You get into this, you get into this wreck or whatever it is. And Jane just takes off and leaves you again. She knows you're there. She just kind of ups and leaves you. So if Kenny's proved nothing else, he's proved he's dependable, mm-hmm. at least to a point, you know, he's dangerous. But I don't think there's anything that ever made me believe he would actually bring harm to uh, to Clementine or AJ. Um, however... However, there is something else. I do get to say something to Kenny afterwards that makes me feel justified for letting him kill Jane. Mm -hmm. And that's basically in the confrontation afterwards, you know, Clementine and Kenny are both having this kind of emotional breakdown. And Clementine gets to tell him, you know, you are a dangerous motherfucker. No one deserves to be around you. And Kenny's like, I know. So. So. um, So on my part, what drove my decision was that during the whole game, I pretty much sided with Kenny in the reconfrontation, and I, the game pretty much made me regret it every single time. Mm. There's there's one other big thing, and actually, it's the biggest reason why I wound up shooting Kenny is I knew that Jane hadn't actually lost AJ. Like I I knew that she was doing this just to make a point, and that he she would probably like stashed or hidden him somewhere. Well, that, and, my, so my- and my thought was, if Jane dies. We're not going to be able to find the baby. <laughs> well, that drove my point even more because she's she's equally psychotic to Kenny if she's going to go ahead and hide a baby and make everyone think that you know, know, she storm. got killed. Oh, absolutely. And I think Lucio and I did the exact same thing, which is after shooting Kenny and Jane showing us where the baby is, we took the baby and just left Jane because fuck that hoe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you let if you let Kenny kill Jane... You can still shoot Kenny afterwards. What? Yeah. yeah. It's one of the options. You can kill both of them. Okay. So you can either leave Jane or kill Kenny and end up with AJ alone. But uh, speaking speaking of which, Jade, at the end, were you with Kenny? Yeah, I was with Kenny at the end. I didn't take him out after that. I just told him okay. that he's dangerous. And Kenny's like, you know what? You're right. We'll figure this out. But, did, and, but um, didn't that ending make you feel like you were right to stick with Kenny? It definitely made me feel like I was right to stick with Kenny. And, and 100%. when they were, you're getting the choice to go to Wellington and leave Kenny out there, I was like, peace out, dude. You know, this is where we part ways. <laughs> this is where we part ways. Thank you for getting me this far. Uh, have a nice life. So I, I did have a question. A little for, more emotional for me. <laughs> I did have a question for Doug because he, uh, he, he gave me conflicting info here because he said he looked away, let Kenny kill Jane. But then you also said in the end of the game, you are with AJ and Jane. I think I meant to put Kenny live, but I actually have not played the last episode. I know what happens. I, I like read about it. Oh, but I didn't so, actually play it. So you're just theory. <laughs> you're just theory crafting. So pretty much I'm like, uh, sure. I'm going with that one. With it okay, gotcha. Because if you look away and uh, Jane dies, you're obviously not going to be with Jane <laughs> in the ending. Um well, now you don't have to play it because we've summarized it ex- excellently. Pretty much. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that I watched all the different endings, and I actually think that, ironically, letting Kenny kill Jane and then going to Wellington with him does produce the best ending. 
Um, yeah. I actually feel like I feel like I made the most logical choice by shooting Kenny because I really feel like realistically you wouldn't have been able to find the baby in that fog, and uh, I, I think that we at least saved the baby that way. But I, and I also think it was right to send Jane away because she's a psychotic lunatic. Um, but I think by doing both those things, I actually got the worst ending, <laughs> which is which is Clementine just like runs through a field with the baby in her arms, and then she gets like tired for a second, and then she just keeps running, and that's the end. <laughs> I'm I'm happy with the with the ending that I got, which is the same ending that you got. But nothing happens. You just it's no, almost like, well, you know, you're I'm alone, really, and, and basically you've I'm been really all these assholes the whole the whole time. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, you know, I, I, it's better but, to be alone than to be with like. I'm not, I will give I will give Michael one thing because you know, in terms of the emotional parting with Kenny, because you do get a really, really nice moment between Clementine and Kenny just before they part ways, right. in which you know they spot Wellington and we're like, oh, I'll race you there, and it feels like you know, it feels like these are the friends are supposed to be. You know, well, even so if that you, was that was really nice. Even if you shoot him, he he it goes a long way with him telling you like that was the right choice. Like he straight up tells you like you, you know, kind of like how he realizes when he gets to Wellington with you that he's out of control and crazy. Um he realizes that too when you shoot him. Like he yeah, as, but as you, he dies, he's like uh, you know, hey, I understand. You get to challenge him on that regardless, so it always feels right. Like after I let him kill Jane, it still felt right because I get to tell I you know, I get to tell him that he's dangerous and he's like, Yeah, I definitely know that you know i'm sorry it definitely so. feels like it will be the most canon of the lt3 endings mm. but i think the wellington ending is the best ending yeah i did because I, I went back and looked at the other ones i'm like well i'm glad i didn't do that i, I think i think you're right i think it produces the strongest sense of closure like the ending that lucy and i both had is, is very much <laughs> like a, well what now like i i was yeah, a little like it should be another episode deciding whether or not to leave kenny out there and it was good. It was I mean, I, I think my Clementine will be just fine t- trekking along with a baby, just her and a baby. Like, <laughs> she's going to do fine, but. <laughs> baby seven babies. Yeah. I mean, in worst case scenario, she can eat the baby. <laughs> <laughs> After all that bullshit. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about maybe season three. We know they're going to do it. At least I I think we're all pretty safely assuming that they're going to do it. They announced it. Do you uh, do you think that Clementine will still be involved in any capacity, or do you think they're yeah. done with that story? With the ending, it's really hard to tell if Clementine's able to come back because, you know, and let's say just choose to make one of those three endings the canon ending. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it just feels really difficult to bring her back now. Yeah, if, I think they could undo that pretty quickly. Oh no, zombie apocalypse yeah. hits Wellington. Oh no, yeah, that's true. Actually, I think they could they could very easily wind up in the exact same situation. But one thing that is almost certain is Kenny and Jane both have to be wiped off the slate. Yeah, um, so that there's there's no way that they can return. Matter of fact, I think the only character in the series so far who could return in the third season is Lee. Uh, I was actually going to say <laughs> it's it's probably Krista. Yeah. I, I yeah, don't you know don't actually see her there. I don't know if you guys can think of anybody else. I think Krista's the only one who's going to be able to reappear. I actually thought she would reappear. Maybe and Bonnie and Mike. I, I guess Bonnie, Mike, and Arvo could all show up, a trio of assholes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what happened to the ninja lady from season oh, one? Oh, yeah, what did happen to the ninja lady? I don't think anything happened. Or she just disappeared. Yeah, well, who Krista. cares then? Maybe she can... Uh... Oh, the cancer people. 
Oh yeah, they they could show up with their boat. Now that's season three right there. They're just chilling on the cancer boat. <laughs> cancer boat. <laughs> cancer boat. It's a great theme song, Lucia. <laughs> so yeah, I, I would hope that they almost strike out on new ground. Maybe uh, introduce some new characters because I just don't see all those choices you made feeling relevant if they have to try to shoehorn them into a third episode. Well, and we talked There's about really a Walking Dead. We talked about this in regards yeah. to BioWare on the last podcast where I was basically saying that I wish that they were more compartmentalized and mm-hmm. not so reliant on carrying things from game to game. Like this is a really great opportunity for them to start fresh again and uh maybe yeah. they could make Clementine have a cameo, a cameo to kind of pass on the the story or something, but I feel mm-hmm. it would be better if they did like a whole new, a whole new story. I mean, I'm down for more Clementine. I don't. I, I certainly. No, don't. I mean, I like her too. But God, I hope you're not aging. That... <laughs> I mean, I feel like I feel like if uh... you keep getting younger and younger, this time you're a, you're a two year old and you're crawling, but you can't even walk yet. I mean, I do feel like if Clementine comes back, they have to do what I thought they would do this season, is that she'll just have to be an older girl. Like I thought, I thought she would be significantly older than she was in season two but i think her being 10 years old in season two was the right choice because it made everything feel that much bigger boy it made it made a lot of the it made a lot of the choices you made kind of more powerful in a way to to see someone so young behaving that way but i know where michael's probably going to go here which is it also doesn't feel real a lot of the time it felt a little silly when like the group of adults were like well what do you think girl (laughs) I just, I just took. Yeah, you know, I, think, I, I feel like. Yeah, go ahead. I just feel like the 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 group that Clementine found couldn't tell their asses from their elbows. Yeah. So it was fine that they kept referring to Clementine because she was obviously the smartest person among them. It you felt a little forced at times, but overall, actually, I think it did work out pretty well. Yeah. Do you, do you guys watch the Boondocks? Yes. No. No. Well, yeah, Michael watches. Good talk. <laughs> There's this one episode where <laughs> this guy is going to jail and he has the main character, who's a 10-year-old boy, to find uh, who the real criminal that did find the crime the is to, to, yeah, to, to, to bust him out of jail. <laughs> and Hugh's answer is, Negan, 10. <laughs> That's pretty much like how it felt like half the game. It's like, go save Luke, I'm 10. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. That's a good point. So, yeah. The Walking Dead. <laughs> you should buy it. Final, final, final thoughts. Jay, final thought. My final thought is that I'm very glad I played season two because I think Clementine might be the best character I've seen this year in a video game, if not ever. Lucio, final thought. Yeah, I think it will definitely be it's one of my uh, Game of the Year contenders, I think. The man who didn't like the game enough to finish it. Doug, final thought. <laughs> I I do like the game. I just, I, I read about it and I got spoiled and then I was like, well, now I don't need to play it. <laughs> so, but it's still good. You should buy it. Even though we just spoiled it if you just listened to this entire podcast. <laughs> so say, maybe... this, is, this is the worst possible time to offer a recommendation. <laughs> so a PSA. Uh, don't listen to the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe back. you should just splice that to the front of the episode. Just delete the podcast at this point from your computer and take a long nap. Try to forget everything. <laughs> Michael, final thought. 
I like the I like season two quite a bit. I feel like season one was a more complete, emotionally compelling story, but overall it was good. You you should you should buy it. All right. Um, Jared, final thought. Oh, me? Final thought? Well, you know, the world don't turn to the beat of just one drum. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined it. You ruined the end of the podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, um, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, this is our longest podcast on record uh, at over two hours. So, wow. uh, bravo. So Did we ever decide how many rock-hard cocks we can give the uh, Walking Dead season one and two? Uh, it's ten, dog. Ten. Ten overall, I'd say there are ten rock hard cocks. No, I guess it's ten. Two seasons, and I think did we give? We didn't give season two five five points. I think yes. we, did we? Let me. I mm, I think I you. Score. I think you scored it a four, which oh, I, I which I don't more. think is wrong. I think there, I think there are some things, and and Michael actually brought up an interesting point, which is, uh, the Wolf Among Us is definitely the better game. It's better it, than it's better than The Walking Dead. It was it was hard to play season two of The Walking Dead after The Wolf Among Us. And actually, not, not hard, but it was. Um, that's another po- podcast entirely. Yeah, and actually, next week I'll talk about Tales from the Borderlands, and I'm not, I'm certainly not going to say that's better than The Walking Dead, um, but they're doing some stuff there that I'm excited about um, compared to it. So I I hope that they're able to kind of shake things up a little bit next season with the with the Walking Dead. And we've already talked about some of the challenges they're going to face because there's only so many stories that you can mine out of this universe. Um, and Jay's going to have to tell us about Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah, that too. So there's going to be uh plenty to come, lots to talk about, but uh for now that that should cover our our uh at least this piece for now. But um what was I saying? Now I don't remember. Let's close trying this Trying to up. close the podcast. Trying to close up the podcast. Thank you once again for joining us. Uh, if you're not already, go follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We are at The Enemy Slime on both of those services. Um, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. There's a, there's a link on the page for the podcast. If you sat here on the page for two hours and listened, bravo. Uh, hopefully... You know you and you have played these games and and enjoy them like we did. And if you want to, you know, jump in on the discussion here, feel free to write us an email. Tell us about your choices. Maybe there's something that we all agreed on where where you fell the opposite way. And I'd I'd love to hear about any polarizing views that people have on the game because uh, I've noticed that for the most part, you know, we all fell in line with each other and agreed a lot. But mm. usually when we disagreed on a choice, we really disagreed on the choice. <laughs> Um, Maybe you thought Jane would make a wonderful mother. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'm ever going to understand why Lucio let Lily back on the RV. uh, My brain can't comprehend it. Um, She just lost her dad, man. It comes from compassion. It just tells me that I can murder someone close to you and you'll forgive me. So I guess that's you shot your best girl. Keep in mind that I was pretty unforgiving the rest of the game. Anyway, we're past this point. The moral of the story is Walking Dead. Good game. Not not a great TV show, not a great comic, great game. <laughs> a plus game. Maybe we're gonna get some own next um, next uh, game. So anyway, thanks for listening to all that. Man, two hour podcast is exhausting. So I'm gonna go to bed. So thanks everybody, and we are out. Muted voices, just beyond. Side.